All right, welcome back to the BMX in our blood, Brian Foster, part two. If you enjoyed part one, you're definitely going to like this one just as much, but I think they both are equally as interesting and help us all learn a little more about Brian Foster, which is... uh, which is really, really cool because as most people know, especially if you listen to part one, he is completely committed to school and that's the priority. And he's going to finish and get his doctorate. So anyhow, really good part two, a lot to do with rivalries and trails and drug use and BMX and all kinds of great stuff. I mean, and of course, oh geez, and of course the Hall of Fame, big deal there. Brian will be inducted on September 8th, same weekend as the Battle of Hastings and the Nora Cup Awards. So we'll all have a busy weekend watching those from afar, unless you're lucky enough to be there. So anyhow, thank you, Brian. Thanks for all the time. It's been great. And I know he's excited to do a part two when it fits and go deeper into some of the subjects that we touched on. Something else that's important is I picked up the first show sponsor, which is really exciting. It's Powers Bike Shop out of Richmond, Virginia. It's the same city that Steve Crandall lives in, and they do quite a few things together. Chad is very active in the BMX community. I don't know how he does it because he is all over everywhere uh, around the country vending at at USA BMX Nationals, as well as events. He goes to plenty of events as well. Uh, Just a huge fan of BMX since he raced back in 95. Uh, Injury forced him to kind of slow down on the the riding, but since 2004, he's had Powers Bike Shop. So really happy that he's able to, to get back in this way as well toward the podcast and uh, help the podcast go further and further meaning I would like to get to other areas of the country to riders that don't necessarily come out east so uh, now that uh, that's going to be a little more possible so um, still looking for other sponsors as well that aren't in direct competition with Chad at Powers Uh, So if you have any ideas, then definitely hit me up. But uh, we're picking up steam, guys and girls. So you can find Chad at powerspikeshop.com or you can call, and I have to look at the number again, sorry. It's, uh, you can reach him at the shop at 804-308-1847. So definitely connect with Powers, support those that support the sport. Thank you, Chad. One last quick thing. I just have another one. Very important. I am going to have a keyword for you listeners to uh, to be able to win something. I haven't figured out exactly what, but I'm sure Chad will pick out something cool. We'll specifically mention it at some point in the podcast. Listen for that word or acronym. Send that word to me through a direct message through BrownDad2000 and we'll pick a name out and Chad will send it to you directly. 
So thanks for everything, everyone. Thanks for continuing to support the show. We're almost at 100,000 downloads since I started it uh, just about 11 months ago. So that's pretty exciting. We have a lot of guests and want to continue this for as long as I can. So thanks, Chad. Thanks, Brian. Thank all of you. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Take care. All right. Before I get into questions, I got to ask you about the Hall of Fame. So you're nominated. You're in. Congratulations. That's a huge, huge deal. What are your feelings about it now? Because at the time you had to digest it, I've got a question for you after, but what do you, what do you... Still, um... It's an honor. There's no yeah, doubt. It's an no, honor. Without a doubt. Most of the people that I run into are more excited than I am. Mm-hmm. And I think it, some of it comes from, like, the way that I've done things where you just... Like, I remember I got the Hall of Fame call. Uh-huh. And I had um, I had five weeks, maybe six weeks, to write a paper. Oh, uh, okay. And I didn't, I didn't work on it. I didn't do anything. Yeah. And it was due in like two or three days. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, okay, like for the next three days, I'm writing this paper. Uh-huh. And then I get the Hall of Fame call. Oh my! In the middle of that three days. And then I'm like psyched. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then within ten minutes, I'm back in front of the computer. Yeah. Writing this paper. Back to life. Yeah, so it's definitely cool because I'm so withdrawn from racing. Right. Part of me felt like I related more with the freestyle nominees. Yeah. It was like Fuzzy, Taj, Jay. Rick. Rick, Rick was Rick. like, Rick was um, legendary. Industry or something. Indi- uh, no, uh, but it's like freestyle whatever Earthquake Perry was the pioneer yeah so Fuzzy Taj Jay Myron like those guys I feel like I relate to right and the other group is like Stumpy Dale Thomas (laughs) and I'm like love those guys but I think I'm just more removed from racing than I am from freestyle and they would probably agree so I would pop up in my opinion I would pop up on the freestyle ballot in like another three or four years. Yeah. Um, I I totally agree. So, but I I'm I'm totally into it. I feel a little bit of guilt not following BMX mm-hmm. for the last ten or fifteen years. Just because I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. Not everyone that that gets nominated has been yeah, you know, fully in it. They've been out. I was talking to my brother the other day because we're trying to plan out that whole weekend. Yeah. And he's like, do you want to go down there and, like, watch a couple mains? I'm like... That's right. It's in the middle of a national. Yeah. And I'm like... Not really. It feels rude to say no, but I'm like... (laughs) Like... I haven't been to California in a couple of years. Yeah. I got some relatives out there. Right. I only get to go... I'm in and out. Right. It's like a Friday, Monday. Yeah. You gotta get back to school, right? Clinic, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to watch any mains. Yeah. And Fuzzy's like, are you bringing your bike? You better. I'm like, no, I'm not bringing my bike. 
Because again, you don't want to get hurt in the middle of the clinic. And clinic it's just great. like, I'm, I'm just going to be out there for so fast. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather see the people I haven't right. seen. Right. <laughs> Enjoy the moment. Yeah. I think regardless of whether it was this year or next or the year after, you, you were going to get in. I think it's a really strategic move on their part to put such a such an influential guy like yourself on the racer ballot because racing is so far from from the era that you were nominated for so i think it works really well for them you and fuzzy you're right you're more you're more in the fuzzy category yeah but it works for bmx so i'm just saying i think it's a good move on their part because bmx is suffering racing is suffering it's it's just not doing as well. Yeah, see, I don't even know what goes on there because I'll see like someone will be at this race mm -hmm. and then someone else will be at this race mm -hmm. on the same weekend. Yeah, and one seems like a bigger stage because one's and World one's Cup seen, and, and one's and then one's yeah. like a weird East Coast event. Yeah, and it's all because of that big hill and yeah. the normal track. You know I, what I mean? Man. So it's it you know like I said I I think it's a I think it's a good move on their part. You were going to be in anyway. At least all of us were hoping that you'd be in someday. So I wouldn't be surprised if they'd like to see you at the track. No, and at, with and, the racer. And and that's where some of the guilt comes from. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure on paper mm -hmm. I'm supposed to go out there. I remember when I was racing the year that like Brian Patterson was inducted. Yeah, he raced that weekend. Did he? And it was awesome for me. Like growing up, like Brian Patterson was one of like the oh, top yeah. dudes. Yeah. And I mean, he must. It's gonna be. He must have been in his thirties by then. <laughs> oh. Um, but he yeah. was on a cruiser racing some like cruiser class. Oh yeah, yeah. And he speed jumped something, and it really? was such an old school thing to do. Like, yeah. Nowadays, like people would just take the jump differently, but he just like he speed jumped it, and I was like super psyched. Yeah. And maybe if I just, it's like, I've been so sheltered in school. Yeah. I just want to go out and enjoy it. But it yeah. would be, it, it would definitely be cool to race. Yeah. It would definitely be cool to spend a week out there and, right. and ride with some old dudes. That sure. Are, but it's just like. Yeah. It's just, it, yeah. there's so much, there's so much cool, there's so much, there's so much like things to miss out on yeah that same weekend chase called me like six months ago chase well it's the same day as chase the, hawk it's the same day as the nora cup yeah so chase invited me to be on his team for the battle, battle of hastings, hastings. Yeah, yeah, yeah and i'm like i yeah. look at my schedule because i knew i had some time off yeah and it, it didn't fall within that window but i'm like that would have been i would have loved to go and do that well that would seem to be more your that would be so much fun to do. Yeah. And it just didn't work out. No. And then the Hall of Fame thing, too. It's like, I got to go out there and do it. I still haven't figured it out with the people I'm with my clinic. Like, I'm going to miss two days, and you're not supposed to miss days. Right. So we'll you may have cross to, that bridge. When, you may have to there. explain the whole BMX thing again. Yeah. Because they don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, BMX, <laughs> I mean, not to take anything <laughs> away from BMX. Right. But Depending on your audience, yeah, like BMX Hall of Fame 
could be something you've never heard of. Right. And then I'm like, well, it's the BMX Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. if you're into BMX, it's huge. Yeah. If you're not really into bikes, uh-huh. you, you're like, that exists? Yeah. I didn't know that existed. Right. And then some people defending BMX would say, well, it's an Olympic sport. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, right. curling's an Olympic sport. Yeah. Right. And there's probably a curling Hall of Fame. Yeah, probably. And it's probably an honor to get inducted into it. Yeah. So it's like not taking away from it, but it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Right. As a BMX, it's a huge deal. It's an honor, like yeah. no doubt about it. They they really are are fortunate to have you as as the nominee because you're you're more than just BMX racing from that time period. You've you've got like multiple layers. Which makes you a really in- interesting nominee. That's right. So I, I just, I think it's good, and I think it works good for USA BMX, and that. So. It works. The like the story in general, I was honestly hoping that it might happen next year. Yeah. <laughs> just because right. I'd be graduated. Right. <laughs> and, and I could tell the story like I made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. Right. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm almost, I, <laughs> I almost did it. I think I'm gonna pass. Are you like? I'm not sure yet. As long as I don't do something really <laughs> stupid, I'm gonna do like I'm gonna make it. Oh, that's funny. So I remember, even in the last couple of years, because I, I paid attention to it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But like John Purse would be on the ballot. Yeah. Or Christoph would be on the ballot, mm-hmm. and I'm like, those dudes. Those. They won a lot. So, yeah, like those dudes, and then this was the first year where I'm like, I'm older than all these guys. <laughs> Like, a, a couple of these guys have titles. Right. But actually, the, like, I, I kind of looked at it, I'm like, this, this year wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. The other years, I, I think I was, like, paying attention to it. Yeah. But this year, I was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> this might be it. Yeah. Well, it is. Timmy, Tim, Timmy Strzelecki sent me a text right, right, right when the ballots came out. He's like, yeah. this is your year. Yeah, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, and it was. Well, there's, I mean, there's still lots of good guys to get in there, too. It's amazing. That's so when many. it kind of, like, hits, like, you kind of think of who's in, who's not in, mm-hmm. who's not going to get in. Right. So then, I mean, it, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, which... We can cut this out too if you want to. Yeah. Which sanction was it that basically pulled a uh, a Terry Tanet on you um, with the drug test or whatever it was? Was it ABA? It was the ABA. Right. I think those guys are terrified that my like acceptance speech <laughs> is going to be like you're going to bring that up like a giant <laughs> like just a giant rant about right, right. something. Um, I recently just saw a the Bon Jovi Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Oh, yeah. And apparently he didn't get inducted for, like, a long time when he was supposed to. Bon Jovi didn't? Yeah, so really? his, his first line of his inducting speech was like, I've written this speech over and over and over, and I wasn't sure whether to bring the thank you speech or the fuck you speech. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he ended up... Like, I think the ABA thinks I have like ill will towards them right right I really don't um I don't I don't 
I'm even delusional about like what even went down. Sure, I mean, we were all kind of kids. I mean, you were in your like, early twenties, like, weren't you? Yeah, you kind of hear stories of like, like conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and stuff. yeah, right. And I'm just like, it. I don't. I don't think I really care. Right. Because <laughs> Schwing kept paying me. Right. Like with without even like making up stories. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I think I competed in my first DK dirt circuit. Yeah, and won. I mean, I won one hundred and fifty bucks. Right, right. Like, but Old dirt but circus. it just worked. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember um, my mom came to that race. Yeah, and I wasn't really sure. Like, do you tell do you tell your parents that you just tested positive for the drug test right or do you just leave that alone right right and so I told my mom yeah and she didn't think it was a big deal mm-hmm. and actually she was watching the jumping contest and the people in front of her were talking about it oh my gosh so she would have found out anyway yeah yeah so um yeah it I it pushed me into dirt jumping a little bit and yeah. that's kind of right I guess it was a year or two before Clips started. Sure. But you were heading that way anyway. It just pushed you a little faster? It seemed like it. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think I still had two good knees at that point. Yeah. So I think I was still pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of opened up the... It gave me a lot of free time. Yeah. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds, I got suspended for six months. And I remember the first weekend, yeah. Losi called me yeah. to shoot photos for <laughs> for BMX Plus because everyone else was, was out of town in the race. <laughs> He's like, hey, you want to shoot photos? And I'm like, sure. And I ended right. up on the cover like right. two issues later. Oh, that's awesome. Because I was available. Right. So, wow. yeah, it, it, it worked out. It worked out fine. Um, I do have to ask you, though, because this this is the part of me, and no one ever wants to bring this up in any podcast that I've listened to. Nobody. So you get a six-month ban for what is now legal in so many in states. In some states, yes. And we don't have to get into that, yeah. your opinion on that. But um, yet there's guys you're racing. Don't confirm or deny. I don't yeah, want no, names. I know where you're going. But... It always bugged me that I could watch someone like you who would come out of the first turn in third. If I came out of the first turn in third, I was psyched. Because you knew what you were going to do. You had it all mapped out. So, versus the guys that may be leading who have obviously less skill and a lot of power. Yeah. A lot of juice, we'll say. Yeah. So... I, I've always thought that that was really hypocritical to to treat to treat it that way, but not what they do now. Nowadays, you couldn't you it's, couldn't get away with it. It's, you're tested, you know. Yeah, tested like crazy, I think they but, knock on your door now. Oh, whenever they want. Yeah. So that part always bothered me. And and the, the way I wrote the actual question was, um, did you ever feel the play, did you ever feel the playing field wasn't level uh, without naming names? Um, did 
or did it just make you want to win even more? It's funny because um, and I'm not asking you to confirm. No, no, I'm not trying to get you in trouble here. I'll, I'll, I'll speak. I think this is an okay way to speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was definitely. I think when I got caught, mm-hmm. I think as far as like performance enhancing stuff. Yeah. I don't know how prevalent it was. A few years before that, it was prevalent. Is that like the Adam Richards, Richards era, that kind of thing? Cause, and I only say him because he actually said it. Okay, if he said it. If he, it, it was, no, but there was dudes, there was guys, because you race each other mm-hmm. every week or two. Right. For years. Right. They're like your brothers. You see them all the time. And you know that like... You know what out of the ordinary fast looks like. Sure. And there were times when I'm like, we we were a close match. We were, we were a good drag race right. three months ago. Right. And now your second, third, and fourth pedal are literally gaining a half a foot every time. Right. But at that point, and this is maybe the good thing about having like my train of thought. Mm-hmm. I was just happy to be in the game. Right. I was, um, that was like the early airwalk. It was before Schwinn. Oh, okay. So I was just, I was happy to be in the main. Right. Like, right. And if those guys were doing what they were doing, I was, I don't know if I was oblivious, but I, I probably was like naive. Yeah. Like, oh no, you just was strong this weekend. It wasn't discouraging you. There was one race where dude beat beat us down pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if he doubled both days, but he laid a hurt on the on yeah. on, on the double A class. Yeah. yeah. And I was doing pretty good. I was getting like fourths and fifths and like yeah, making yeah. mains. Right. And he he bought me a beer on the airplane. <laughs> and without words being spoken, it was just like it was like I owe you a beer because um, the the I took de- away a place. The deck wasn't even <laughs> the the deck wasn't equal this weekend. Right, right, right. And it, I don't know why it didn't like it didn't bother me. No, I'm glad to hear. It. I mean, it's like it, there's, there's I think no it didn't bother me. I think this. it didn't bother me because I was naive. Yeah. I think if I knew the real situation, I would have been bothered. And the money involved. I mean, because it, it yeah. does. But it's the same thing, like. You know, fourth place was a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, yeah, I want a couple hundred bucks. But at the same time, you were also starting to carve out your 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 skills at, in, a, in another area that that person was never going to be in. Yeah, yeah. So you you were already diverse, I think. So maybe in that way too, like maybe you didn't know it, but you already had a longer future ahead of you than than oh, yeah. that person that double doubled. You know. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah, it was um. That's always bugged me. Hypocritical. I've always no, I mean, I, yeah, I get into it. Yeah, it's like, it's not one I want for the record. It's just, it's like, you know, you hear stuff in conversation. You're just like, why does? I guess why does no one ever talk about it since it was so long ago? But then again, maybe because it was so long ago, there's no reason to talk about it. Like, it's 
not trying to solve anything. It's just like, hey, let's, why are we pretending that this person was so amazing when they didn't do it on their own? Where, if anything, you, what you got caught for should have been affecting you in a negative way. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, anyway, it's, I didn't understand, I didn't realize that that was like mid-90s for you. Yeah, the, it wasn't like... The drug test was like 96 or 97. Yeah, so mid, mid-90s. So, and you so said that funny, just before so when... Yeah, I, we're in our 40s. But no, I, I, that. I was on... I was fully on Schwinn then with the red uniform and everything. Not the jumpsuit trial for the Grands, was it that? Did, I don't think I wore that. How did you get away with it? I think I played the... Bogey I think I played camp? the BF card. Oh, t- <laughs> I think I was just like... Every- I'm not Dude, doing those it. things were bad. Yeah. So you had this jumpsuit. Pole camp's like six two. Yeah. Pole <laughs> camp. That thing was riding so far up his ass. Bogey, it actually fit. Like Bogey and Timmy. Yeah. It actually fit pretty good. Right. But I just, I think I pulled. I think I I don't know if I was up for any titles. Yeah. But I was like competing in double A pretty. Like. Yeah. I was in there, so I think right. I pulled the card like. Listen, man, I got. I'm gonna wear my my normal uniform. And those guys were all racing um, uh, super class. I think those guys were. Yeah, I think yeah, Matt I think and Timmy were both super class. Yeah, bogey. Yeah. I remember a picture down the third straight. It was a magazine picture. Everyone's seen it. Red jumpsuit. There was three of them. There was three red. So good. So good. <laughs> John Paul. That was John Paul's idea. That was right? John Paul. Yeah. yeah. He's he's genius when it comes to that. Oh man. Uh, I did want to ask you. One quick question, and we'll get into these other ones, I promise. What challenges have you pushed through at different points in your life to accomplish what you have? So, uh, it could be anything. It could be, well, eventually we're going to talk about the fact that you're colorblind, right? Yeah, that's not a problem. It was never an issue with it was an intru- riding. It was an issue in microbiology. <laughs> When things were either purple or pink or... Right. You put a solution on it and it turns a certain color. What do you do with that? Um, I had two exam questions. One, there was three pieces of string mm-hmm. in a microscope slide. Right. And you had to use the focus mm-hmm. to tell them which, spring, which string was on top, which one was in the middle, and which one was on the bottom. I got you. And I pulled the colorblind card on that one. <laughs> and the professor just pointed to the right answer. Oh, okay. Because it was like... Well, it's... I could guess. Fair enough. I mean, but it was like... Yeah. I guess one of them's red, one of them's green, and one of them's yellow. Or one, I don't know. But I couldn't... And this was just... He was like an old dude professor, and sure. he just pointed to the right answer, and I was like, right. thanks. And the next one was microbiology. It was uh, some form of bacteria. Or, okay. I guess it was... Yeah, it, it was a bacteria. Mm-hmm. And it was either purple or pink. Yeah. And that was the right answer. Oh, okay. And that's how you identified it. Okay. I raised my hand. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm colorblind. Yeah, yeah. And she was... I full respect for her. Yeah. She actually wrote me a letter of recommendation to get into grad school. Oh, nice. But uh, I was like, uh, I'm colorblind. And she, she goes, you should be able to know by the shape of it. <laughs> I was like, ah, well played, well played. Oh, and she man. was completely right. Yeah, right. Like one of them was round and one of them wasn't. So that like the purple one was round and the pink one was in a straight line. I got you. I should have known. Right. I I don't know if I got it right. I guess. 
Well, I guess it kind of uh, eliminates that concern in the future because if it happens in in your post-college life, which it probably wouldn't. I don't think there's any real-life stuff where the colorblind thing comes into play. Well, that would be a lab test anyway, yeah. so that wouldn't I, be I your... Wouldn't de- that's no. not your area of expertise, so, no. so you were just covering uh, basic training. We're the movement or, people, yeah. We just... Yeah. If you're in bad shape, we get up and move you. Right. If you hurt your ankle, we rub right. your ankle, give you some exercises. Yeah. yeah. You're not doing lab work. So that um, doesn't affect anything. But. So the heart, like, obstacles? Yeah. Um, showing up for Algebra 2 mm-hmm. when I was 38. Yeah. As you just, hadn't done math since yeah. in 20 years. Like, yeah, just, that sucked. Yeah, 20 yeah. years, right. And didn't get didn't do well in math oh, 20 years ago. Most of us sucked at it. So, kind of figuring out what to do mm-hmm. and not wanting to. Is not, Jen, like, is Jen not good at math? On the work. Did she? No, I'm, I mean, she, I hope she doesn't <laughs> listen this deep into it. She, um, we have different brains. Yeah. I have a, I have a, a more of a mechanical brain mm-hmm. and she has like more of a I don't know if it's an like I don't want to call it an emotional brain but sure we're like tuned into two different things sure so she couldn't help you on the algebra one she can't, can't <laughs> she can't figure out the tip at the restaurant oh I got you um, she's definitely not going to help you on algebra then no <laughs> no so her math wasn't any good yeah but her um she she works she's she works harder than I do yeah like I would come home and be like they want me to read this entire chapter by by Wednesday she's like she's <laughs> like no that's that's how it works that's good though you compliment each other yeah I forget where we're at sorry we're gonna move on to other stuff anyway unless you had something to say on it you can interject whatever you want all right, let's go through some, some quick ones. Ted Nelson, you know him. He called me last night. And Did he? Yeah. I think, I think he wants to know if, uh, if he starts a step team again, will he be on it? <laughs> yeah. I've been, doing, I've been trying to get better at the returning phone calls thing and, like, just replying in general. Right, right. But he got me last night where I was like, I was talking on the phone with my dad and my aunt, and we're trying to figure out this Hall of Fame dinner. Uh, and I was just like, he's like, hey, I got a couple questions. I'm going to give you a call. And I didn't even reply to him. So. To Ted. Yeah. yeah. So I'll get to him yeah. within a couple of days. Ted's, Ted's so, laid back. He's the nicest guy ever. He really is. I mean, I'm so fortunate that he's been in my circle of friends in Connecticut. He's wow. just, yeah. yeah, he's been, he's been awesome. Him and, him and FJA. Yeah. Allen. <laughs> he said, tell us the story of traveling with Clay Goldsmith and Hyper, being the only one awake, driving back from a race, pulling over to the side of the road and playing a certain cassette tape with a record with recorded noises on it. I don't know what that is. Yeah. The, the cassette tape? Yeah, cassette tape. Some some cassette tape you pulled out with noises on it. Not ringing a bell? No idea. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, well, um, maybe Ted will remember. But it, it's well, if it was with Clay. You were never on Hyper. You just stayed I was at that place. on Hyper. 
Where were you on? Hyper, man. Right before Airwalk, after Cyclecraft. Oh, so it was short. So the Cyclecraft thing, yeah. like Shag took over. Yeah. And it kind of like, it just wasn't the same deal. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't that Tennessee yeah, yeah, environment yeah. where the machine shop was right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was in my, I was cruising the country in the in a Toyota Tercel. Oh really? Just pretty much solo. Yeah. If I could get someone in it to help drive cross country or go sure. to the next race, yeah, then they would join in. But I was just bouncing around, and I don't know how I ran into Clay, but I remember I rode for Cyclecraft at the Christmas Classic, uh -huh. and I was on Hyper at Reno. Really? Which was less than a week and a half later. Yeah. I remember on the drive to Reno, I called Shag and was like, hey, I'm not riding for Cyclecraft anymore. Did you overlap with Eric Carter then? On yeah. Hyper at all? Yeah. That um, means you were both racing uh, either either single A or double A? Was he double A then? I was just, I was a fresh double A. Yeah. Like within the last few months. Yeah. And he was kind of double A. I haven't been around for a couple of years. Uh, didn't he get hurt too? He, he I think he did some mountain bikes or. I don't know why he didn't. He kind uh, of fell off the BMX for like a, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then so we were on Hyper together. We did. We were in the Hyper van. Yeah. We did some cool. Yeah. We did. Um, the NC the the NCAA Final Four, the national championships was in New Orleans. Yeah. And we were driving from El Paso to somewhere in Florida. Yeah. And stopped in New Orleans for the night. Really? And it was just like a huge party on a Wednesday night in the middle of downtown New Orleans. Oh my god. Um I think Michigan lost against someone else. Right, right. <laughs> but um for that trip the hyper see the hyper it was only like six months and then i rode for airwalk riding a hyper frame uh, for like another six months i got you that even one that wasn't even like a money deal yeah that was just like helping play out hop in the van he'd pay for hotels i would right. do clinics right right i think i may, might have made some money off the clinics or mm -hmm. something right but um that's after you had lived with him for a little bit right i spent like six months in his basement was it six months? Yeah. Well, it was kind of bouncing around. Like, I, I was literally in my car with a gear bag. Right, right. And at that point, I did a West Coast swing. Oh, okay. Where I hit races in, like, Reno, Phoenix, Del Mar. Yeah. Right. Did, like, six or eight weeks on yeah. the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And then came back east. Oh, okay. For April. Right, right. Got to get out of the winter, you know? Oh, my gosh. No kidding. And then, of course, Ted mentions the uh, painting of the Psychocraft frames. Everyone wants to talk about that. So you're painting Psychocraft frames, and everyone is different, right? And you're just, like, basically flinging paint at them and making cool. different whatever patterns. But you didn't know what colors you were doing, right? No, I kind of do. Like, people get the colorblind thing. Like, I know the grass is green. I know what green looks like. But when, like, a really bright lime green gets kind of close to yellow for me. And purple okay. and blue get kind of close. I gotcha. And all the browns, all the earth tones, they get kind of like, Jen always makes a big joke about it. I'm like, where, 
where are my green pants? And she's like, you don't own green pants. Right. Because they're brown. Right. But to me, they're my green pants. But you can see shades, so say, when you're, I think, I mean, when you're riding. Your hat's red. Like, yeah. So, yeah, like... That is a big misunderstanding, then, because I think people... People think colorblind is, or the other. is either black and white... Yeah. Or they don't, like, they don't see colors in general. Right. But it's like, I literally see everything, and the things I can't figure mm-hmm. out, I can logically... Yeah. Most cars aren't purple. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I'm going to call that one blue. Right, right. I got you. Um... And then there's all these shades yeah. between teal and, you know, like, yeah. when the greens and the blues and the, right, right. like, all that stuff gets close. Yeah. For the most part, at Cyclecraft, I could do a good job. The ones, the famous stories are the purples. Yeah. Because um, I would know the color wheel. Right. So I would just mix blue and purple half and half. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, not blue and purple. Blue and red half and right. half. Right. Thinking that that would make purple. Uh-huh. But apparently blue's like a much more powerful color. So it like someone with like more knowledge would be able to explain it to me. Uh-huh. But it, it overrides the red. Yeah. So it still comes out pretty much blue. Probably even a darker blue even. Who knows? So when I would try to make purple I would mess it up. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, that was cool. That was a pretty cool thing. Yeah. I didn't even go down there to be the painter. No? I went down there just to be. Just to be? Just to help out. Yeah. And I think, like, the week I got there, yeah. the guy who was painting frames, or maybe a couple weeks before that, the, they're like, can you paint? And when I was on, like, I, I would always take apart my bikes and spray paint them. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I could paint. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and it was all right. I forget how much I got. I got like a couple bucks of paint. Did you? A couple bucks of paint? It was like three Slim, bucks to paint it or something. Slim pickings back then. And then to throw the splats on them might have been like a dollar fifty or something. Right. All right. I got to jump to a, uh, a ground tuck related related to the to the color. He wanted to know: Are you aware that so many people wanted to be like BF? That Stu Johnson made anthem videos in black and white just so everyone could see BMX as though they, as though they were you. That's hilarious. <laughs> of course, of course, that's a you know what? That's a joke. <laughs> no, but someone said the um. <laughs> I didn't realize. Maybe it was anthem. Yeah. If there was one before anthem that was all black and white. Right. Like I didn't notice it was black and white. Really. I watched the video as. I've always watched bike riding videos uh-huh. for the bike riding so I don't pick up on any of the cinematic qualities like the transition that Stu works so hard on and, and like <laughs> like so I didn't notice Anthem was black and white until someone pointed it out and I've been filming with Navaz before yeah where I'll try something scary that I don't really want to do twice yeah and he'd be like uh I messed that up. Yeah. And I let me see it. Yeah. And he showed it to me. I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. And he's like, no, there's a... When I was running with the camera, I, like, tripped. Oh, okay. And, and I can see it clear yeah, as day. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, like, from a video... From a videographer's point of view, it's like, this is unacceptable. Right. And I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't see it. I don't know. Right there. You don't see that? 
Like, no, I don't. Did he get you to do it again? No, I didn't do it. <laughs> Did you pull the BF card on that one too? <laughs> the Vaz, I can't, um, I, I can't believe it's the same little kid I saw at Drexelburg so many years ago. That's I funny. can't believe it's the same I didn't, kid. I didn't know him from the Drexelburg days. No. I knew he, post. I knew he had Drexelburg history. He was only like 14 maybe, yeah. 13, I, I don't know. That's hilarious. Yeah, he ended up, um, he messaged me because I posted something from Drexelburg. And he was in the background. Oh, no way. And he's like, that's me in there. And, I'm, and I just like, what? That's, that's awesome. That was, that's crazy. Anyway, uh, Seth Medeiros, it's uh, Cody Diggs' buddy. That digs with him. He wants to know, what do you enjoy most about life post-competitive riding for a living? Uh, yeah. Um, kind of, what was the question? What I well, missed? you're kind you're kind of in the middle of school so heavy. It's, it's you're not really to that point yet of enjoying post. Oh, not at all. But you, you haven't like to... enjoy no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of riding, but um, I'm getting a taste of what it's like, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy like kind of being on my own, mm-hmm. being on my own time. Right. Um. The other day. I came here mm-hmm. and my ribs were kind of sore. Yeah. And I took three runs and I went home. Right. Just because I was fine. Right. I could have, if there was a photographer and we needed to get a picture or we needed mm-hmm. to film a clip, I could have, I, I could have ridden. Sure. But it was uncomfortable and it right. kind of hurt. Yeah. So I didn't ride. Yeah. So that's, I enjoy that part of like not needing to do something. Right. Not be, there is a lot. And it's, it's not something to complain about. Sure. But when you're getting paid to ride, yeah. you do have responsibilities of like, right. Uh, we need a clip. Mm-hmm. We're doing, you know, inner bikes next week. Right. We need a picture for the booth. Right. And since you are the 22-inch um, ambassador, we need a picture. At the trails on a 22-inch bike. Right. Well, trails are flooded. Right. Okay, we need a picture. The 22-inch promo that I actually did this year, mm-hmm. torrential downpour. Really? But we needed it. It was like, it was the one day that I could ride and didn't have school. Right. It was the one day... You didn't have that, a flat. ...that Tony Maloof was here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I had tw- good 22-inch tubes. Right. Um... Maluth is uh, Chris's the, film, the, right? The Fit TM. Yeah. Okay. So he's in town. Oh, I TM got off. Not filmer. Who, who do well, use for no, film? he's filming. Oh, it does both. Yeah, when okay. you're the TM, you got to be a filmer <laughs> too. <these laughs> okay. Days. All right. If you're a, if you're a filmer, yeah, your resume is looking good for the TM. Right. <laughs> because it's like that's funny. You got to double. Yeah. The, the the TM's not an enviable job. Like you got to. Yeah. You got to have many hats. Right. So. He's in town, A. Yeah. I have the 22. It right. got next day to my house. Right. And I have off school. So we're straight up, we're filming the 22-inch promo today. No matter what. And we ended up coming here, and we filmed. It was kind of like drizzling out. Yeah. And the wet paint gets super slippery. Yeah. So we filmed like two or three things. Uh-huh. And then I had a close call with a greasy, like 
back end slid out yeah. on, on a landing and I'm like we're done yeah so that dude JJ um he's got a barn oh yeah ramp ramp like yes like yeah. half hour from here yeah so I hit him up and he saved oh, nice. he saved the day awesome. so my whole promo was at his indoor one run in the barn at the ramp ranch oh uh, okay yeah he's a great guy so that's kind of the thing like I probably hadn't ridden in two weeks right right and I was forced to ride a 22, a 22 inch ass sucker like go do that again <laughs> like I mean it's technically I guess it's a job and I, I went to work that day yeah right nothing to complain about no no I used to complain one of my famous in in my own mind complaining episodes was uh, I was living with Clay yeah I was in Kingston New York uh huh maybe I wasn't living with Clay maybe I was in California mm-hmm. anyway I had to go to Kingston New York for a national oh and five dudes showed up oh, I was like me, Eric Carter, Wade Boots, Steve Veltman, and Craig Reynolds. Oh my gosh. Those are the five guys that show up. And you hadn't been riding? No, back then I, I was good. I, oh, that was, I was like, okay. but, but I was just traveling a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. busy, like super busy. Yeah. And I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. To the point where I was like, I don't want to go. And, and the other guys there are really good. And they're like, you got to go. Yeah. I'm like, man, I really don't want to go. Right. And I go, and I'm not happy about going. Yeah. And I race those dudes, five dudes, same five dudes. Yeah. Bug got me. Same five dudes. They're all pretty good. Yeah. We're we're pretty much just just mixing up results all weekend. Like, I probably won a few. I probably got fourth or fifth in a few. Yeah. We were just the same five guys racing each other. And I didn't have a good time. Right. Like, it wasn't overly fun we probably had to race it probably had like 60 motos yeah so we had probably had to race like every 20 minutes so it's it's a serious workout and i leave that weekend yeah with like 2500 dollars because they had the normal purse even you show up at phoenix with 40 guys same it's a five thousand dollar purse yeah and you split it right you show up to kingston new york with five guys you split it really like and they're not dropping one it, it, it's guaranteed they're, it's yeah. it's basically three three motos average out so i made a couple grand that's not bad saturday and a sunday afternoon it's not bad for hating life and i'm just that's like you know what <laughs> that was a moment for me where i was like you know what sometimes you just need to like it's not it's not the situation that you would pick right if you could do other things, you would probably do other things. Sure. But you can't really complain about it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I didn't know how much a, a just a normal fella, uh-huh. how long it took him to make 2500 bucks. Yeah, true. So for me, I'm complaining about two days of work, 2500 bucks, Right. And I'm crying. 1250 a day. I'm crying all the way to the airport right. where right. they pay for my flight. They pay for my rental car, they pay for my food, and they pay for my hotel. And I'm not happy about it. So that never happened again. So I had a couple moments. <laughs> I had a couple moments like that in my career where yeah. I was 
crying about something. Yeah. When in the big picture, you're like, yeah. Really? Yeah. This is what you're complaining about? Right. You're complaining that, that the dirt jump has a rut in it. Right. And you can't do your move. Right. <laughs> so. The big picture is a good way to put it. I like the big picture. The big picture's gotten me through, even nowadays, because I got an hour and 20 minute commute to go to school. Mm. I wake up at 6, 5.30 for a 8 a.m. class. Right. And I'm driving to school. Right. And it's dark out. Yeah. And I'm like, this sucks. Right. This yeah. really, really sucks. Mm -hmm. And then I see a dude on a $110 Walmart bike and a backpack. And he's riding his bike to his job. Right. And right. I'm like, if that, like, I'm not even trying to be like, like enter into politics right but if that dude is a citizen right he's getting minimum wage oh yeah which might be eight bucks whatever right i don't even know what it is yeah if he's not a citizen lord knows what he's getting right like um right. so those are my moments where i'm like okay put you back in check and even when i see the construction dudes mm -hmm. in in the van right i see the three dudes in the pickup truck yeah. Three in the front seat, yeah. shoulder to shoulder. I forget right. what what the term is for the three dudes. It's not nuts to butts, but it's... <laughs> and I see those dudes, and they got the three ladders it's on the top something. of their car, it's and good. they got paint and drywall all over their clothing. Yeah, yeah. right. I'm like, right. those dudes are putting in a... Yeah. Those dudes are putting in a good day of work. Yeah. All you got to do is go sit in a classroom. Right. Pay attention. Right. And I mean, I guess pay attention's optional. Right, right. Like I see people on their laptops just checked out. Really? And yeah, like the younger crowd is good. Yeah. yeah. I think they can do two things at once. I can't really do two things at once. <laughs> Me neither. I can pay attention or not pay attention. <laughs> I can, I cannot do both. All right, we'll move, yeah. we'll move it on. Um, Nick Caparuccio, he wants to know, out of all your video parts, which is your favorite and why? Favorite video part? We can go to trail section, that's his next question. What's your favorite trail section of all time? Video part, it's just dirty deeds. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be terrible to say. Is Fit Life the one <laughs> that I'm thinking of? One of well, one there, of the fit videos a, where I I had a good part. Mm -hmm. I bounced my front wheel off the tree at Caddy for the Ender. Really? That tree. That, I think it was Fit Life. Mm-hmm. Fit. I, I don't know. Fit Life. Fit Life was when I still had it. Yeah. What do you mean you still had it? Like like I still I don't think I'd started school yet. Oh okay. So I was still, still riding. riding. I was still riding and I put in work. Yeah. For that part. The last two or three video parts were just like, do a good job. Yeah. In BF, it was a documentary, right? So that wasn't yeah. really getting clips. That was just a compilation of pretty much everything. That was amazing. Yeah. And like, then it was B-Fit, I think, right? Or that's not B-Fit. No, there was a F-It. No, was there F-It? Yeah, there F was F-It. F-It wasn't very good because we only yeah. filmed for like a couple months. Oh, okay. Kind of rushed it. Fit Life still fit i don't know i don't know <laughs> See, that's the worst 
the the things that I don't pay attention about. I'd say I'm not a video guy, and that's been that's been a problem for me with uh, with these interviews because I don't watch everything these people no. watch. They watch everything, and I don't. You know, um, I so don't either. I never did. No, I just I can't put that time into it. You know what I mean? I was I was on a I was on a fit trip with Chase Hawk, uh-huh. and a song came on the radio. Mm-hmm. He's like, "This is it! This is it!" And I'm like, it's what? I'm like, what is this? What is this? Right. This is your song. What is this my song from? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding? You don't know that it was my song from Soil. <laughs> the Bar Spinner Ryan video from back yeah. in the day, like the Sheep Hills video. Yeah. I had <laughs> I had the last section in the video. I didn't You've never even I seen did, it. <laughs> I I remember going to a video premiere. Yeah. Watching the video premiere. Right. Seeing my section. Yeah. Knowing my section was the last section of the video. Right. But not. I don't even think I understood that they put the good section last. Yeah. Right. And so probably the next day I got on a plane and I went to a race. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that I didn't I didn't watch any of the trail videos coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um I watched them ten years later. Right. And I was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Stoffer was doing stuff at Posh ten years a later. long time ago that is still relevant today. That's pretty cool. But I didn't watch it at the time. I was I was busy writing. Ten years later you watched. And then now I don't watch a lot. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause I'm at school. Yeah. Yeah. That's my dad. Go ahead. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Sorry to text you back. Um. All right. So a Hall of Fame interruption call. So your parents are both alive? No, my mom's passed like, I think it's been 10 years. 10 years? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's uh, your dad and you have two brothers, right? Two brothers. So obviously Alan. Alan's going. My older brother lives in Maryland. My okay. other older brother. Closer to where you grew up. Yeah. And uh, he can't make it out. But he, I mean, he, he's a sports guy. Yeah. So he's super excited about it. Oh, is he? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. what I was saying. Like, a lot of people are way excited about it. Yeah. Even like faculty members that I've told. Yeah. Uh, well, which is why the whole I'm, I'm like, will work out. I'm gonna need a couple days off. Yeah. Well, it's up to your clinic, but that's awesome. Like, we'll do everything we can to. It is awesome. And I'm like, all right, cool. It is awesome. It's, but it, it's one of those things. It's awesome if you recognize it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't recognize it, then it needs to be explained to you. Right, right, right. And if it needs to be explained to yeah. you, then maybe it's not then so it's awesome. Like, <laughs> it's like that funny joke. Yeah, that joke's really funny. Well, here's why it's funny. Right. And you got to explain the punchline. So yeah. No, it it is good, and I'm happy for you. I think it's great. No. Like I said, I hope I wasn't taking away anything from it, but. Uh, I still have this thing. I don't know what it is about me where I'm like. I feel weird that people are going to get in an airplane and fly to San Diego 
to hang out at a dinner where I'm not even really going to be able to hang out. Right. Like, I'm going to be, like, saying hi to people I haven't seen in years. Sure. And, like, I got to make a speech. Right. And so I'm not going to be that present. Yeah. But, like, like, John Paul's flying out. My dad's flying out. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really think about it, but, like, my two aunts that live in California. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we want to go. And I'm like, oh, you do? Are these your mom's sisters? My your, dad's your sisters. Your dad's sisters? Okay. And then my cousin on my mom's side, mm-hmm. he's going to go. And so it's just like family members that weren't really like, uh, they followed me. Sure. They didn't go to all the races. No. Yeah. But it's like they knew it's what I did. Yeah. And yeah. we always had Thanksgiving the first week in December. <laughs> After the Grands were over. Because the ABA Grands. And right. they still to this day, yeah. my California relatives, yeah. have Thanksgiving the first week in December. Because <laughs> they're so used to because it. Because for 10 years, <laughs> me and Alan couldn't go. Right, right. And uh, oh, God, so that's, that's kind of cool. That is cool. So it's going to be like, I I still have a problem. Like, it's just like uh, you're going to fly across the country. Right. To come to a dinner and then fly home. Right. So. Yeah. Well, it's because it's not something you normally think you'd, yeah. you know, or you'd be doing because your focus is all on school. Yeah. But. Hey, it's a it's a worthy worthy yeah. reason to go. It's it's your name is forever there. And if you think about it, it's like you know. I think there was a question that we we're not going to get to all of them, but someone asked what they wanted your legacy to be. I mean, this is part of your legacy right here. So it's yeah, it's part of it. I'm not saying it's 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 uh, the representative of your of your legacy completely at all, but it's a big part of it. Most people can't say that. Yeah, you know. And it's, it's both, it's, I think it's good that I don't hang on to that stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I get reminded of it, I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't really, right. I didn't really realize that when that was going on, it was like a, like a special time. Sure. It was just Monday to Friday. Like that, that's what I was doing. um, A couple of my classmates were talking about MTV, whatever that, it was MTV made. It was one of those shows where, yeah. like, uh, an athlete lives with someone for, like, five or six weeks, oh. and they teach them how to snowboard. And then the person competes in a snowboard competition. Oh, my God. So I got invited to do one of those. Really? To teach a girl how to ride BMX, and I bailed on it. Yeah. I was like, no, I, like, I'm going to miss three races. I'm going to miss a contest. Like, there was a little bit of money for it, and I would have been on MTV for a couple episodes or whatever that was. Right. But I just was like, no, I don't want to do that. Right. Like, and then my classmates were talking about this show, and I was like, oh, I was, I was going to be on that show, but, but, but I didn't do it. It was just, it didn't work out with my schedule, and I, and they're like, what? (laughs) You were going to, you were going to be on the MTV whatever show. And I'm right. like, yeah, but it didn't, I, yeah, it just didn't. Right. So you declined it. I'm like, right. yeah, I didn't, it didn't work out for what I was doing at the time. Oh my God. And I, I hadn't thought about that for 20 years. Right. I was like, oh wow. You're good at some, really like some compartmentalizing these things and these just events. like, yeah. Well, just like, even like meeting, like putting yourself in weird, uh-huh. 
like the musical guests that yeah. some of these BMX events have had. Oh, right, right. Like you've gotten, like I can't get tickets. I can't get tickets at Madison Square Garden right. close to anything. Right. But I saw Metallica at the X Games, <laughs> like on the other side of the fence, keeping the crowd back. <laughs> you know, like I had the the thing around my necklace that told me I could just walk around. Oh, nice. So it's just like, there's been some cool things where you're like, mm -hmm. you don't really realize that it's not, um, it's not public access and it's not, right. like this is a special thing that you're being treated to right now. Right. But yeah. to you, it's just someone gave you a pass and they're like, if anyone gives you a hard time, just show them this and right. you won't go wherever you want. Right. So, uh, yeah, it, it's fun to me to look back to see like, wow, that was, yeah, that was crazy. Right. That, that I either did that or I didn't do that or right. I had the opportunity to do that. Sure. Or, yeah. So. It sounds like you're building your own legacy in your own mind a little bit at a time. The legacy know. thing's funny. Um, the school thing is crazy to me. I still. Yeah. That you've gone this I far I still can't it. comprehend that I made it to where I'm at. And, and that's why I don't look like looking back right now. Right. You want to think too much about it. Because I'm just like, some of those courses were just, not uh, that they were a waste of time, but they were, right, right. they were super intense. Yeah. Super hard and not right. relevant. Right. Right. Like physics. But you had to do it. All these formulas about, it was mm -hmm. always funny to me. Yeah. They always had a skateboard and a ramp. It was always a skateboard and a ramp. And it was like, if the skater goes to the ramp yeah. at this speed, uh -huh. and the ramp is this tall, yeah. how high are they going to go? Right. How many seconds are they going to be in the air? Right. How much force is going to be on the ground? How much <laughs> friction is going to be on the wheels? Like, all these bizarre questions. Yeah. But my, my like, old school, like, not old school, but... My BMX brain uh -huh. would be like, is it plywood or concrete? Right, right. Like, is it spongy, solid? What does, is it? Does he have hard wheels or does he have soft wheels? Yeah, right, right. Like, I'm thinking of very relevant questions. How many pounds of, <laughs> pounds of air but, uh But they just want to know. Yeah. They just want you to take the numbers, plug them into an equation, and give you an answer. Like, he's going to be in the air for 3.2 seconds. Right. Meanwhile, you were thinking about it like an engineer practically. Yeah, so there was just a lot of... I had to jump through a lot of hoops. Yeah. And I can't believe... Yeah. I'm close. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's, and it is good to not look back because you've got a lot of work ahead of you. Even though it's one more school year, you're so close. I always liked... Um, someone just said it recently. When I was in the middle of it, mm -hmm. um, in the middle of like competing, X Games, all that stuff, mm -hmm. Hippie J, the old dig, the like main dig guy from Sheep Hills, uh -huh. he came to my house to pick up a wheel or something. Like he, something happened and I was giving yeah. him a bike part. Right. And he was kind of like, he was like, not a fan, but he was like, can I see your, your X Games medals? Oh, and yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. And I take him into my house, and I go into my office, and they're literally in a pile on the floor under some stuff. Not what he expected. They're just like, 
I'm like, I lift up some laundry or something, and I move some old magazines to the side, and yeah. there's a pile of X Games medals. Oh my god! And I pick them up, yeah. and and the the neck, like yeah. the, the the what is that? The metal, like the thing that holds right, the metal right. around your neck. Yeah. They're all tangled up, and they're just in a clump. And I like give them to him, and the look on his face, he's so bummed out. He's just like. You know, like these belong in a in a in a case right. on a mantle, <laughs> and at that point, and um, Twitch, the motocross guy, recently brought this up. Yeah, he's like, you can't think like you can't think about that stuff when right. you're in the game, right? Because if you start looking back, you start being like, oh, I did it, I've been there. Right. I had a good run. So then you won't push it at the next so, one. So you don't try anymore. Right, right. So it was funny. I, and I, I, I was always like, no, you don't. You don't put that stuff in the trophy case until you're done. Right. Until right. you're done, like, collecting. Right. Yeah. And, like... Um, so did you? Many years later for Christmas, yeah. Jen got them put in like a glass oh, okay. a glass case good so but, they're preserved but it was a good couple of years yeah after after um, after I was done yeah. like com- like competing for medals sure one of my X game one of my X games medals S&M always needed them for props mm-hmm. for ads yeah so I used to have like X Games medals and like all these like different trophies right. that X Games would use or X Games S and M would use yeah. for like props right. for ads. Yeah. There's one picture of like a stripper wearing my X Games medals, <laughs> and they were just just they disappeared for like a couple of years. Yeah. And I was just like, at one point I was like, hey, I think I got some X Games medals down at the office, and they were like in Sean McKinney's desk drawer or something. Oh, geez. like I need to get those back before I move. Right, right. So, oh my God. thank yeah. God you did that. Yeah, one of them even had like a crack in it. It had like a piece of glass. Oh. It was like a crack in it. I'm like, right. so yeah, it's funny. I like people on the outside would think that that stuff is like, yeah, like the holy. <laughs> I'm sure there's like an Academy Award like an Oscar sitting in a box in a closet right now oh yeah just right out of sight right yeah you're not the only one so I think that's interesting uh Nick Caparuccio just real quickly your favorite trail section of all time and did you ever cave to the pressure and backflip did you ever backflip I have not ever I mean I tried in the foam pit yeah less than five times in my life yeah I always do some sort of get get upside down and start yeah. twisting yeah I know it's just a matter of figuring it out yeah but the answer is no yeah it's alright which is I mean most people nowadays especially if I would, in the trail scene I wonder some people thought that was like a cool thing yeah. like oh he doesn't do any flips or any tail whips that's cool mm-hmm. it's like when Stephen Murray was doing his thing uh-huh. like if I would have maybe I could have done a turn down flip, a no-handed flip. Mm-hmm. If I would have learned flips, right. I could have done three of 
three or four out. flip variations. Yeah, yeah. And that would have definitely that would have helped out. Right. For another right. couple of years, but yeah. But look yeah. at um, Joey Garcia. Everyone talks yeah, about yeah. that time that he won without flipping, and then I he love goes that, and does that he the. Could. That he could. And they did the flip for for the standing ovation or whatever. It's like Mikey could always flip, and Doyle could always flip. Oh. Um, I didn't know Mikey could. Yeah, Mikey. Yeah. Mikey would do it as a joke sometimes. Really? Yeah. That's so amazing. Wow. Crazy. Um. Um. All right. Here we go. Let's let's move on to um. This is the the BMX in our blood ground check version. Uh. All right. So we're gonna whip through these because you already saw one of them. Do you hate GT? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny because uh. All those bike brands. Mm-hmm aren't the same thing that they were. Oh, not now. They're, yeah. No. So... GT's actually out of Connecticut. It's yeah. where Cannondale was. It's completely... I think it's hilarious. No, I don't. I don't... Um, I do still have some beef with Schwinn because uh, there's still a... At Target, you can pick up a bike that says still? Falcon on the side. Actually, I saw it that. It doesn't here. say Blue Falcon. Oh, no. It says Falcon, but that's still a little close to home. Yeah. I'm like, hey... Yeah, right. And I'm pretty sure, legally speaking, yeah. I signed away any kind of rights yeah. to all that stuff. But it's still just it. the, just the, come on, you can't yeah. call it, at least call it. The bluebird. Would Tony Hawk or Chase <laughs> Hawk, would they sue him if they called him the hawk? Right. You know? Like, pick a different bird or something. <laughs> Let's get really into it. If you could punch one double A pro in the face, who would it be? We already, uh, him and I already wagered on this one. Punch someone in the face? Not that you would actually punch someone in the face. Have you ever gotten that heated? Did you ever throw? Did you ever throw? Me and me and fist? John Purse, they weren't really fists. No, I didn't. I don't recall ever throwing fists with someone. Yeah. Me and John Purse got the most heated. Yeah. And we just tackled each other a few times, <laughs> and it it was mostly. I'm gonna be honest. It was mostly him tackling me. Yeah. But in his defense, I don't think I was the best. Um, I probably wasn't very fun to race. Yeah. Because I wasn't as serious. Right. And I didn't. There was times I didn't give a shit. Right. Like it was just like there was one race. I forget what happened the first main, mm -hmm. but I ended up getting last, yeah. and he ended up winning. Yeah. And I don't recall if it was his fault, yeah. but in my mind it was. Yeah. So the next main, I get out in like first or second, Yeah. he gets out in like first or second, Right. and we're going down the second straight, and I just light him up in the second turn. <laughs> and there's no, I have no... There's nothing in my mind except for I'm revenge. I'm plowing into this dude as hard as I can. And oh, I maybe an exaggeration, yeah. but I put him if not into the bleachers, I put him into the railing behind the berm. Wow. And but he didn't fall. Okay, so this is when he tackled me. Yeah. So he didn't fall, like, he, he goes over the berm. Right. Oh, he's got a couple more straights to come running after you. And so he <laughs> pops back on the track in, like, seven. Yeah. And I think I'm winning. Yeah. 
if I'm not winning, we'll just call it an exaggeration. Yeah, right. But I'm 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 still up there. Yeah. And I crossed the finish line, and I'm just stoked. Yeah. Like, I still have like nine points. Right. I have an eighth and a first. Right. He now has a first and like a seventh. Uh huh. And I'm just like, I'm kind of laughing, <laughs> and I'm just like, that was great. Like this was awesome. <laughs> and he comes across the finish line and doesn't stop pedaling. <laughs> And he's just like, he's still pedaling, still pedaling. And he plows into me and we both just like tumble onto the ground. Yeah. And then Alan's in the main. Alan's in like fourth in the main. <laughs> so Alan's big brother instincts kick in. Right. Alan jumps on top of jumpers. <laughs> and I don't know if he's like, these may be all embellished stories, but I think he's got him in a headlock and he's like, he got you back. He got you back. Like. Oh my God! Gary Ellis comes up to me. Twenty yeah. minutes later, yeah, because he's got like a pair of seconds. <laughs> like he's got like, he's low points. He's gonna win the race. Kind of the story of his life. Because because me and John Purser are, are like having right having a temper tantrum with right. each other. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, I got four points. You guys are right. you guys are really hooking. You guys are up. screwed. Yeah. So yeah, that was. I mean, fisticuffs. We didn't. Yeah. The jackal once. I I I laid a really clean move on him once. Fourth and fifth in the semi. Yeah. Solid. Like, no contact textbook move. Yeah. And he got me. Well, maybe it wasn't textbook because he was going down. Right. <laughs> well, he was falling over, and okay. as he fell, he got hand on the seat post. Oh no. And so I just flew. Oh. That one got me. Shit. But we, um, I, as much as we went at it together, mm -hmm. I think in the end there was a huge, I did run into him at Nora Cup and we, we kind of had a half a beer together. Yeah. But there's a huge amount of mutual respect. Yeah. Like, that dude worked. Oh. If I worked like that dude worked, right. I would have been a champion. Right. And then he had, he had the same respect for me and my riding. So we had a lot of yeah. I, I did a I did a lot of shitty things to him, <laughs> just because he was he was strong in the last straight yeah, and I was tired right. So I, right. I I'd be cutting him off just straight on purpose, <laughs> like no, just cutting him off. I knew he was like I knew what I knew where you are. I know right. you're stronger than me. I know right. you're the best man and you're about to win. Right. But I'm gonna run you off the track. Right. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So that's why we didn't, we yeah. weren't the best of friends at that time, but um, I think we we could definitely, we could hang out today. Oh, good. Yeah. I liked, yeah, I think he's, he was, he was good. He was I just, liked it because he was so removed from yeah. the California crew. He was just intense. I mean? Yeah, super intense. And he won however many titles because of that intensity. That's, you gotta give him credit. He, Dude, there was one, right, there was one year he won like, Dude, he won like 15 in a row or something. Yeah. And it was starting to bug me because I was <laughs> I was fast. Right. I was fast. Yeah. And I think I was able to beat him. Mhm. Mm but not all three mains, you know, like right. I was able to pull a rabbit out of my hat and like finish ahead of him. Yeah. But he was just he was just first or second or third every single time. Right. And I would get like a fifth, fourth, first. <laughs> Or a second, fourth, seventh. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, so he was good. I always like that dude. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go to. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, guys, say this because Gronchuk's a good friend, and he he just writes hilarious things. Do you realize that if you helped dig more at the trails than you you would have you would have had to retire by 28 due to back problems? <laughs> There's a couple. See, we, oh, we could go off on this forever. We could do a whole hour on just trails, like just trails in general. Don't. But in the oh, in the 90s, you didn't need to. No. You'd no. rake it and ride it. You rake and ride. Absolutely. You could have a grenade hole in the middle of the lip or the landing. If it was in the lip, you just go to the left a little, <laughs> like. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. I dug at sheep quite a bit. Yeah. In my own mind, I did some work at Posh. <laughs> it's just like those dudes work hard. Oh, they do. Yeah. And there's been times in my life where I'm like. You just spent an hour on the back of the landing. On one jump. On the back, like, sorry, the front. I don't know. Oh, you're talking about... The part you're not landing on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you said it right. The front of the landing, the back of the landing? Yeah. What did it do? The sides, squaring up the sides? Yeah. It's pretty. (laughs) You know, like, I guess it makes a cool picture. Yeah, I... There yeah. are times when I've been shooting photos mm-hmm. where I will move the tarps. I would take the tarps out of the picture. I'm afraid to hear what you're going to Because say. it doesn't... It's not oh. aesthetically pleasing. Right, right, right. Tarps are ugly. They are? We're trying to get a... We're trying to get a... A catalog photo here with trees. Maybe a sunset. Not at a junkyard. We're not, we're not looking <laughs> to, for the plastic tarp right. to be on the lip. right. Oh man! All right, here's another one. Uh, are you jealous of Alan's superior physical physique? There's no, <laughs> there's no answer. <laughs> Nothing you can say to that. That's the way most of his questions go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how about this? Honestly, how how damn good of a TM was John Paul Rogers? Yeah, John Paul did a really good job. John Paul. Plus, he dealt with let characters. Every type of character. John Paul is the only non family family member mm-hmm. at the Hall of Fame dinner table. Mm-hmm. So that probably. Yeah? That probably says it. When I interviewed him at Swamp Fest, the amount of connections. Of course, Magoo is the guy with all the connections, he's linked to everything. But John Paul's got quite a few, too. No. He's amazing. He did, I think he did an amazing job. I don't know if his job kind of fell into the right spot the same time that my stuff kind of fell into the right spot. Mm-hmm. But it was like, he couldn't pull that off today. Yeah. Like, the, the whole Schwinn deal was like, it was kind of like a smoke and mirrors Right. Like, uh, we're a big, stupid, kooky-ass company that has no clue what's going on. But we're willing to throw. But we're gonna, we're gonna make it look like, we're gonna make it look cool. 
With your help, John Paul. <laughs> like, Schwinn is in the same boat with Trek, Mongoose, Specialized, yeah. Raleigh. I mean, just think Giant, of think of any yeah. company that is just in that normal bike shop store. It's a big, stupid company mm-hmm. that really has no business on their own being involved with our sport right like to to put the my sport our sport right but if you can hire someone mm-hmm. that kind of is in touch right you can make it seem kind of legit yeah and and I'm not talking about Schwinn right now yeah Ben Ward with GT yeah Lee Ramsdale with Mongoose right they're doing the best job with what the environment is giving them. Right. Like, is Mongoose cool? I don't think so. Right. But Lee's doing some cool stuff. He's sponsoring a couple guys. He's helping out. He's making BMX Mm -hmm. cooler than it was if they weren't here. Yeah. But a lot of those dumb companies, Mm -hmm. Fisher and Trek... They just came in, they poured some money in, and they were gone. Like, the people behind it weren't really in touch. I think that's why John Paul did such a good job, is he was in touch. Yeah. And he could go to, like, a weird sales meeting. Yeah. And not get fired when he said, that's stupid. Right. That's kooky. We're not going to do that. Right. And then in the same breath, I can't imagine... Have you done one of these with him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that was probably entertaining. I didn't hear any of these. No, no. It's, no, it was really good. So... Dale did one with them, too. But I did mine a couple months, six months later. So, like just little things like... Um, I would do a photo shoot with the wrong stickers on my helmet. Yeah. Because now we ride for Wendy's. We don't ride for, <laughs> for Mike and Ike anymore. So John Paul's got to keep the right stickers on my helmet. I don't give a shit. Right. Like, I honestly... Right. Give me the jersey. I'll put it on. Right. Here's my helmet. Do whatever you have to do. Put the right stickers on it. I don't care. Right. I'm going to go do... Yeah. I'm going to go hit that jump 20 times. Right. We're going to do some turndowns. Right. We're going to get the shot. Right. So John Paul would go to these meetings and get yelled at. (laughs) We we, We were sponsored by... Uh, Arizona iced tea. Oh, I didn't even know that. But I was, I was a straight up Snapple addict. Oh, I even had a deal with myself. For every race that I won, yeah, I could buy a case of peach Snapple. That was like my own personal bonus. And Keith Mulligan lived with me. Yeah. So he knew yeah. that I had cases of Snapple, and that was like my thing. So he wrote in a caption in the magazine because yeah. he lived with me he was my right, roommate right. powered on Lucky Charms and peach flavored Snapple Brian is able to blah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Pe- the, the people at Arizona Iced Tea are pissed they're <laughs> they're giving Schwinn who knows they're probably giving Schwinn 30 grand I don't right. know they're giving Schwinn a decent amount of money yeah. so all the Schwinn riders right are 
shouting the Arizona iced tea mantra. And I never said anything about Arizona iced tea. Right. Keith just wrote something God. because he needed to write a caption. Right. And he lived with me and he knew me. Right. So Keith got yelled at for that one. John Paul's now yelling at Keith. Oh, no. The fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, hold on, oh, quick tip. Go ahead. Rescheduled for 12. Oh, so she's almost done. I'm going to say I'm done in a half hour. That's good. All right. I'm going to pick the best of the best. And we'll finish it up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab a couple from each. All right, time to take a break and do a little game. Thanks to Powers Bike Shop in Richmond, Virginia, powersbikeshop.com. He will be sending a lucky winner that gets this keyword and sends it to me by direct message to Gromdad2000 and we will pick a name out of the bunch and Powers Bike Shop will send you something of their choosing. So pretty cool. Thank you for doing that, Chad. And thank you for sponsoring the show and doing so many positive things for BMX. Someday, if you ever get down Richmond Way, you definitely have to check out his shop. It is amazing when it comes to the vintage BMX, but modern-day BMX as well. He's got it covered. So, hopefully someday I'll get you a little one-on-one -on -one with Chad at his shop, and he can walk us through all the different things that he has that uh, is super interesting. He is a BMXer through and through. All right, back to the podcast. Are you good? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, go for it. It is. I'm glad we're in the shade. Um. Well, I had choices. I had I had like multiple weekends that I could. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Brian Bennell. He you've seen a lot of his pictures. He's dug yeah. out some crazy ones that he took over just at the most random places. Yeah. He's got. He, he's the Ohio, the Ohio indoor races. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. He's uh, he's become a good friend just actually through Instagram and all that. I yeah. I feel like I almost know you, him. There's a handful of guys that I know better through Instagram mm -hmm. than I do from back in the day. Um. Well, because from '98 on, I was gone till 2014. But we did jumping contests together when they were little, tiny, yeah. like Columbus like over a tabletop. Yeah. You know, and you, me, he actually has Timmy. a bunch of pictures from that contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone has a good video of that whole thing. And it's so funny because Dan Liner is doing these like knack knacks where the bike's like backward. He used to be able yeah, to yeah, twist yeah. them like so far. But anyway, it was it was uh, was it Keith too? I think it was Timmy, you, me. Keith was probably. In I think it. Taj did it, or maybe it was Bill Nitschke. I forget. Adam Adam Richards was there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right, because he did some like double side by side thing with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh God. So anyway, Brian Bennell, let me pick out a good one. Um, 
let's just go with we say congrats on the Hall of Fame um, I can think of several of my favorite published BF picks which is yours Ooh, see I've been flirting with the idea of at some point just picking like my favorite five mm -hmm. and posting them on Instagram on like a daily basis oh on a daily like yeah like yeah, 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 yeah. over five weeks just right. like that would be cool Number one is the Delecki scrub picture. Yes, the po the poster now. Yeah, and that was just that was just one of those things where I laid the bike over and yeah, it was what I did it on a normal occasion. Mm -hmm. And the day that he came out, the camera, I just okay, camera's out. I gotta go a little more. Yeah, and then my foot started dragging the ground, and it was just like. And to me, it was, it was just cool. Like I, I leave the photo session. I'm like, man, that, that was pretty cool. Like yeah. that, that felt cool. Right. It was on film. Yeah. So we can't look at it. Right. Right. And it was even, I didn't email. We we didn't. I didn't do that back yeah. then. So right. it's just like. Right. It just popped up in the magazine. That's the first time you saw it. Well, I hadn't even seen it. I started getting these text messages. Oh, okay. And I. Dude, this is the sickest pick ever. And I'm like, what? And I, I finally get the magazine and I page through it, and I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, wow, like that's yeah. it's a really that's a really cool picture. Yeah. But I, that's one of those things like the video of it's cool. Yeah. But the picture. Yeah. Like the picture of it is just I don't know that that's my favorite picture. Yeah. Then I've there's so many. There's a picture Mulligan took of a race and it's kind of the scenario it's a perfect scenario um wade boots is on my right and danny nelson's on my left uh -huh. and we're all side by side yeah and they are just bone straight elbows pointed out to the side like they couldn't be more erected mode they were yeah. just right they were just like welded in a vertical position yeah and the position i am in i'm like my front wheel's pointed towards one of them. My back towards pointed towards the other one. I'm like maybe an inch off the ground. Yeah. And I'm just like... Yeah. Just... And I remember that race. I, I won... I won a couple times that weekend. Yeah. Because of that first jump. Right. Like, I could just gain... I could gain a foot on everyone. So my deal was, if you can just get a start and stay even with their elbows to the first jump, then you're good. Which track was this again? It was Nor it was a race in NorCal. Oh, okay. It was the ABA, they, I don't even think it was a, maybe it was a normal track. Yeah. I don't even know, NorCal. Yeah. Me sure. and Timmy drove up there in the Ford Ranger. Did you? That's right, he was in California at that time, right? Yeah, so that's, even that race, like, Right. I was I don't know I probably wasn't POW house yeah but I was probably living in an apartment but I probably came home with like three grand in cash really maybe that's an exaggeration maybe two grand here you go Keith Mulligan we can't do this Keith you want a quick story from each place but he yeah. gives a pretty good rundown 
that you lived at Cyclecraft, you lived at Shags, you lived at Clay's. We talked about most of these. POW uh, in Westminster, Huntington Beach Apartment with Todd Lyons, Darren Mitchell, and Lawan. Oh, yeah. Juliet Low House in Hunt, Huntington Beach. That was with Keith. That was the one. Huh? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, Why well, you had a few spots? It was and Timmy was there too, or was he just staying for a little bit? Oh, there was one in between there. Yeah. Yeah, sketchy one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, a few were sketchy. Well, Huntington, Huntington's weird. Like by the beach, it's kind of nice. Yeah. And then as you go out, right, uh, uh, meth becomes a problem. Oh, <laughs> like right. it, it starts to get sketchier the, the further from the beach you get. Yeah. So we had this one apartment where there was. Um, we didn't realize it when we moved in, but it was like the meth street. God. So we only lived there. Wow. All right, well, you know what? That's going to flip me back to a question from Groundchuck. I have to ask these Groundchuck questions. They're so funny. Would you rather spend the night in jail with Climber, Jimmy LeVan, or the Gons? And which one would have the most fucked up story? Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> um, gotta be Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy drives me crazy. <laughs> I, Jimmy, at the POW house once, Yeah. Jimmy drove me so crazy once, and I was, I was pretty calm back then. I was like, dude, don't say one more word. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> And he, you know, whatever, he just said one more word, and I remember running down the hallway and just tackling him. But, uh, no, Dave, I, I actually have seen Dave in the last couple of years. He's insane, but he's clean, at least. I was going to say, he's, he's on the straight and narrow now, right? Yeah, Dave was the one... Dave was kind of the one that might have... Uh, might have said it... Not said it straight for me. But Dave was like the first dude, because you always hear uh, like drugs and alcohol, you know, they're bad. They're going to get you in trouble. Right. And I saw a bunch of people that drank and they, you know, they, it didn't seem like terrible. And then I saw a bunch of people that smoked on a daily basis and that mm -hmm. didn't seem to be a problem. Right. And Dave was the first guy that I knew that did like real drugs. Yeah. And I saw like, I saw the downward spiral. Right. And that was kind of the point in my life where that like I'll be straight up with you like if I had access to like a lot of those heavy drugs I think I'd have a problem you would have tried you would have at least dabbled yeah. in it cause even like um, you get a surgery and they give you some pain pills sure I like those pills mm. I think they make you feel good right and I know after a week or two I'm feeling really good your pain's not really that intense yeah and the pills still make you feel pretty good right so I recognize that those things are a problem and maybe it's just like a personal thing mm -hmm. I, I know some people are wired for it right but I could see myself getting into trouble with a lot of substances right and Dave was the first one that I saw like go down that road and like things became difficult and you saw him come out of it I didn't see him come out of it. Or not see. Well, like... You saw him again when he was out of it. Yeah, I saw him years later when he was clean again. Right. But I saw the downward spiral and the exit. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like, okay, 
and I'm this is kind of just how I mm-hmm. monitored my own life. I was like, okay, yeah. you can drink, you can smoke some weed, but let let's leave it at that, right? Because yeah, it appears that you can get into trouble past that, right? And I mean, you can definitely get into trouble with alcohol. You can mm-hmm. definitely get into trouble with weed, but mm-hmm. for me, I was like. If we just keep, if 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 we draw the line there, mm-hmm. then then we'll make it we'll make it down a successful road. Right. So I've always had trouble having that conversation in interviews because I don't want to come across as um, preaching, as preaching or as a giant promoter. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, just go get stoned every day. That like it. You know, no big deal. You'll make it. No long-term effect. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, teach his own. I mean, look I, at your own situation. Right. Make your own decisions. Right. But at that point in my life, it was kind of like, okay. Alcohol, we don't go past that. Right. And now I'm kind. I'm kind of in the. Um, my attitude now on all that stuff yeah is don't do a lot of anything nothing in excess don't I mean don't even do crossfit a lot <laughs> right, right, like, right like don't do don't do a lot of anything right don't do and, ultra marathons every day for exactly. very, for a month because <laughs> I, I mean there, there's definitely people that don't smoke and don't drink uh-huh. That run too much, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, you're hurting yourself. Right. <laughs> and you know it. Yeah. Oh, someday I'll hit you with my list of physical problems, and you can give me. I'll be your first patient. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was Primano and Keith. Okay. We got pretty good history. Yeah. Oh, Keith. Keith's awesome. So fortunate he was an East Coaster and and just still connected as ever on the West Coast to to all of us still, you know. Um, all right, here's a quick one. There was talk of you and Chad partnering up to own Cyclecraft. How would your path have changed if that happened? That, um, even before the Shag thing, uh-huh. I don't know, even know if this is like knowledge, common knowledge. Um, I lived with the Martinos. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, they're kind of over it. Like yeah. they don't have the connection with BMX that they had because their kids grew up riding. Yeah, they were like, "Do you want? Do you want it? Right? Do you want cycle craft? Right?" That was another one of those times in my life where it wasn't. It was a no-brainer. I was like, yeah. "No." Yeah. Like I don't. Do. I don't want to. I'm 19. It's like. Wow. I'm 19 or maybe yeah no maybe I'm 20 at that point but still I'm 20 at that point I don't want to own a bike company no if they offer me that when I'm 32 yeah I take that deal right and Cyclecrafts does cool things right I think we could have done some cool stuff yeah um but yeah they kind of offered it to me I don't even think there was like a Mm. do you want to buy it right like I think they're like do you want to do this yeah I was like, no. Here's the keys. <laughs> they had a big motorhome, didn't they? Here's oh, they the did. keys. Dude, taking off. Those people, 
I owe so much to them. And the fact that I haven't been in touch with them is right. pr- pretty unacceptable. <laughs> they would give me the keys yeah. to maybe like a 40-foot motorhome. Yeah. I don't even know. Towing a 20-foot trailer to the vendor. all the, And I'm driving it. Yeah. I'm 19, 20. I'd be scared. <laughs> I'm pulling up to the contest. I don't even know how to back the trailer up. And it's like, they just gave me free reign. Yeah. They're like, go do it. I'd come home with, I don't know what you sell in a weekend. I'd come home with an envelope full of cash. Right. Be like, this is what we made for the weekend. Right. Right. And then when I would go to races by myself in my own car, Mm -hmm. they would give me Betty Martino, she'd give me like it wasn't much. Right. It was less than fifty bucks. Right. Right. Ten bucks to fill up the car with gas. You know, twenty bucks for get for for food. Right. Because I'm just straight fast food at that right. point. Yeah. Yeah, and they I lived there rent free. Yeah. That's awesome. Even when I was painting bikes, I would paint from. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would paint from five p.m. to midnight. Really. Or. Just to keep up with noon to three, or just whenever. Just yeah. There was no schedule. No. So that deal never happened. I'm gonna ask another one of Keats. Uh, one thing that Alan Foster is better at. Alan? Mm-hmm. Um. Just in general. I don't know if organization is the word, <laughs> or. logistics Uh like he's just got his shit together yeah he knows right now Mm -hmm. he knows what's going on next saturday at two (laughs) like he is and it's it's so different when me and jen come out and visit yeah when we when our families like yeah intermingle right it's such a different thing because me and jen are like we're just like we're what do you want to do? Like, right. I could sit here. Yeah. I could sit over there. <laughs> we we could walk somewhere. Right. We could. Um, I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> and and Alan's. It's it's like we're gonna go. Good we're gonna night. ride here. We're gonna go do this. Yeah. We're gonna hop in a kayak. <laughs> we're gonna go down. Then we're gonna catch a soccer game over here. <laughs> Then we're going to have dinner here. Right. There's a movie in the park <laughs> at 7. And the, and, it, and he just runs it. We'll be back at 10.15. <laughs> no, yeah, he... Um, and thankfully so. Yeah. Because he ran the show when I was like 14. And we were packing up for races. Right. I didn't pack the van. Right. I didn't... I didn't get things ready. I don't right. know if I'd have made it without him. <laughs> There's a lot of people, not a lot, yeah. there's several people that I don't think I would have made it without, mm-hmm. and he is by far one of them, uh-huh. because number one, he, he was always looking out for me, Right. older brother, Right. so he's always had my back, and had an older brother older than him, Right. so he had my back in like the high school days, Yeah. so having two older brothers, he didn't really get messed with too much. Yeah. And then just the riding aspect, mm-hmm. 
my entire childhood, yeah. I rode with someone every day that was better than me. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was like 16, 17, 18 that I like leveled the, the like riding playing field. Yeah. But I was always riding with someone who was faster than me, could jump farther than me, could jump higher than me. Yeah. So it was just like, you, there was always a bar above your pay grade. Right, right. To strive for. So and, that... And he was setting it. That really worked out. Yeah. He sounds like a really good brother. And I, I obviously we all saw you around each other all the time, but never knew the dynamics. No. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's pretty amazing. It was. I mean, we fought. Yeah, we fought like we fought until I could compete. Yeah, like we fought every day when he could beat me up every day. Yeah, <laughs> but right. it, it as soon as the um, as soon as it became like more evenly matched, right? It it just kind of was like oh well, that was fun. We're friends now. <laughs> like he didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, who is shit belly? That's from Keith. Shit belly. <laughs> that's terrible. We don't have to do I, that. I know the answer, but that's We're going to leave that alone. That's a mystery to the listeners. Uh, let's see. All right, real quick. Uh, one trick you've lost. Fuck. One? <laughs> yeah, um, right. I hear you there. I filmed a truck driver for the last fit video. Uh-huh. Filmed it. Pulled it out of my ass yeah. almost killed myself and the footage got lost oh god and I'm like I'm never doing that again <laughs> like I, I, I caught the grip with like two fingers oh, and just man. barely got my other hand on wow so um, I've lost just about everything yeah I don't mind taking a hand off so toboggans and one handed tables are still in the game yeah 360s I don't know that one you did last year at the high contest. Yeah, was... but even even like a 360 turndown is like it's more work than I I need to do right now. Yeah, just table it if yeah. anything. Got it. Uh, when school is done, he's, this is more of a comment. When school is done, you know you aren't allowed to quit riding. Oh, for sure. All right, and Keith, these are still Keith. And the last one from Keith that I've t- got time for is. Uh, one regret and I don't even like to look at it that way because I actually thought about this question because I'm ever since this Hall of Fame thing I gotta like make a speech Mm -hmm. and so it's like what what do you regret and it's always good to say oh I have no regrets my my no regrets part is um, everything that happened Uh got me here Right. So I'm not trying to change anything. Sure. Um, I would have liked to like win some titles, win mm-hmm. some ABA titles, right. win some win some like pro titles. Right. It's too late to shake Kristoff down for that one. But it, yeah. <laughs> but it, if that would have happened. Right. And I think, and this is, hopefully this doesn't come across like, super egotistical. I no. definitely could have won some pro racing titles Mm -hmm. and I definitely could have won a couple more X games Mm -hmm. but it would have involved a lot of work that at that time I wasn't willing to do right but if I would have trained right if I would have trained like the other guys 
that I was competing with trained, mm -hmm. I think I could have beat them. But in the same breath, maybe my riding wouldn't have been as up to par. Right. I got you. Same deal. If I would have learned some backflips and some tail whips. Maybe contests. I could have learned. I, I could have won some more contests. Right. But I don't. It's just like I don't regret. I'm curious about what would have happened if sure. different circumstances yeah. happened. That's normal. But um, I'm not. I certainly don't regret anything. Right. That's good. I think that's the way it should be. Um, All right. Brian Irochi, teammate, old teammate. Uh, da -da 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 -da. This gets kind of involved. Uh, he just says that you're the rider that he's aspired to be for 25 years. Uh, what do you like in BMX right now? Where would you like to see it? See the different segments go, racing trails, etc. Um, that's kind of a lengthy one. I can kind um, of just sum it up with... Go for it. The things I like right now about mm -hmm. BMX... Cause I don't want... I, I, I always get super sensitive about, like, saying bad things mm -hmm. about, like, the sport that right. took care of me. Right. Um, I think that's smart. But I think when you get older, it's just not the same as when you did it. Mm-hmm. So for me right now, it's like a lot of the ticky-tack street riding. Yeah. I understand that it's difficult. I just don't have a lot. It doesn't, it doesn't capture my um, curiosity very much. Like, right. So without being negative, um, Larry Edgar, Dennis Anderson, to think that Chase Hawk is getting kind of old is just bizarre. Yeah. But, like, Sergio Leos, like, those guys, they just, like, when I watch, when I watch the riding, it's something I can relate to. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow, that's, yeah, that's, I, I, I can look at a complete stranger and be like, that's what I do. Right. I ride BMX, and that's what BMX is. Because when you see it, and nothing to take it away from them. But when you watch BMX on the X Games, I have a hard time saying this out loud, but I could watch gymnastics right. with the same amount of enthusiasm. <laughs> like, it's, right. it's like, whoa, that was sick. How did he get from that position and land on his feet again? Right. That, was, that was insane. Right. But it's not relatable for me. I can't... I don't even understand the mechanics and I like I like to think I've got like that kind of brain that can understand something even though I can't do it. Right. But some of the rotation things that they're doing, I don't even get Yeah. The logistics of it, where the weight is like Yeah. Transferring to. And, it's, and it happens so fast. Because I feel like you just do it off the lip. I know a 360, I just do off the lip. And it, you kind of follow the progress throughout. And I think right. they're doing the same thing. I think a 720... I don't even know if this is a thing. Let's say, yeah, two 360s and a backflip. Mm -hmm. Which I think is what Pastrana just did on his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you do it off the lip. Right. And you've set the table and it just comes around and it lands. Yeah. But um, 
I just like to watch writing that I can relate to. Right. And that normal people can relate to. Right. Normal people can't relate to the big starting hill. Normal people can't relate to the gymnastics. Mm-hmm. But normal people can relate to Larry Edgar going as high as possible. Yeah. Or someone jumping... I don't know, just being... Trails and yeah, trails in general to me is it. Trails to me is the end. The end of the story. That's the purest. Right. The purest form of riding to me is like trails, not mm-hmm. dirt jumps. Yeah, right. right. Me and Gilly a couple of years ago were talking about the difference between dirt jumps and trails. Well, he was building, right, or still is. He was building, and he would always like to insult people. Yeah. Like not just under. Under the under the thing, be like, I saw your dirt jumps. Very direct. <laughs> I saw your dirt jumps. They're sick. Yeah. And and his thought process there was those aren't trails. Right. Those are jumps that you do tricks on. Right. Right. Like we have trails. Yeah. <laughs> but your dirt jumps are sick. All right, Superfly. John Scavarla. He uh, he just wanted to make a comment that back when you were at Kiko Wild Matt challenged you to start from the second to last, the landing of the second to last set it's where you hit the turn and then they've got that 30 foot set and um, and you over cleared it from there <laughs> and then you went back and 360 did yeah. which I, is I, you know see stuff like that's funny to me because the first time I hit that jump mm-hmm. I just just landed so flat I was like, really? dude, this jump is way too short. Because you're cooking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're cooking down that hill. Right. So I, I, was like, I was like, that jump's really short. And then we started talking about it. I'm like, yeah. you could totally start from there and clear the jump. Yeah. So I give it my all. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a little, I've never done it, but I've, I watched a lot of guys and take pictures there. But you got that, what is it, like a 90 right before yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So that corner's pretty close to the takeoff. It, yeah, it's down... Uh, Christoph and Thomas used to play a game down down at the trails. Yeah. And I, I didn't never really like playing this game. This is at sheep. This is at sheep. They would they would put a line in front of a jump. Yeah. Because sheep's flat. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Sheep's yeah. dead flat. Right. They would put a line in front of the jump, and be like, "Can you clear it from this line?" <laughs> so you would get like seven or eight cranks for yeah. a double. Right. And you would clear the jump. Right. Then they would move the line a foot sh- a foot closer. Yeah. <laughs> and. And you would pl- you would play that game until everyone case sprocket, <laughs> which is a stupid game. Like, and, and when you sit back and think about it, I'm like, that's the. That's the it is a stupid. It's not game. that's the like games are supposed to be fun, and that right. doesn't sound like any fun at all. But you participate in it. Yeah. Oh God. I'm guessing that Christoph was pretty good at it, because he could just power it up. Dude, Christoph, I. As different as we were, mm-hmm. we really got along well. Yeah. Just because he would do the sprints and the, yeah. like all that stuff. All the work. But he would also go to the trails. Yeah. And so we would, we rode together quite a bit. Yeah. And Sheep was actually back in those days, Sheep was built to train for racing. Right. Like we're riding trails, whatever you can call it. Yeah. But we're riding for 45 seconds at a time, cranking as hard as we can out of a berm. Yeah. It was set up 
like most people go there and they hit one line, they go back. Right. Then they hit one line, they go back. When we were racing, we were hitting like three or four lines. Doing laps. Yeah, doing laps. Yeah. And that's why. Right. That's. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. That was another reason mm -hmm. that I was good at racing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is from uh, Superfly2. He said, you've seen and done it all. What trends were strangest over the years and what is surprising about the current state of BMX? Um, if you could summarize that one. Handlebars got weird. I still have yours. That's what I have on my bike. Because they're kind of lower, right? What's the rise on those? These are nine. But the ones you have are probably eight. Eight and a quarter. Yeah. These are nine and a quarter. Okay. These are... Mine seems pretty low. I'm trying to, yeah. Everyone says my bars are too low, but they're, yeah. they're to me, they're, they're like big. old slam bars. They're bigger than slams. Are they? They're a quarter inch bigger than slams. Oh my gosh. So bars, I, I totally remember when this happened, because this happened when, like, I'm living in New Jersey, I'm kind of out of touch, mm -hmm. and I ask for some bars. Yeah. And they're like, we don't make any, like that. Who said that? Uh, Robbie, I... Oh, okay. I'm like, send me whatever fit bars we got. Oh, back in the fit. Okay, yeah. We had some, like, they were called Northwest bars, and they mm -hmm. were 8-inch rides. They were mm -hmm. slam bars. Yeah. And they stopped making them. Yeah. So the only bars they made were these little guys. Yeah. They're like 7-inch rides, 25 inches wide, and that was the only bars they made. Really? And I'm like, all right, well, send them to me. And he, he sent them to me, and I'm 30... Four maybe I'm trying to be relevant mm -hmm. trying to stay hip with what's going on in the world right so I put these little baby bars on my bike <laughs> and they feel ridiculous yeah I got used to it at the same time sprockets are going down right right so I went from the 16 to a 36 fuck 13 maybe yeah that sounds about right. So then it kept going, and then I'm like, I need a 36. We don't make a 36. And that's a 25.9. What do you make? Like right. We make a 30, okay, 33.11. Is that something? Okay, 11. Man. Now the hubs are like 9 to 11. Then they're like 10. I'm like, 20, 28, 30? What do I do? Yeah. 30, 10 would hurt my knees. Right. Too hard of a gear. 25.9? I don't even know what I got. Is that... That's a 25.9 I'm currently working on. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. That's, and that's what it is. That's how a lot of bikes are sold now, right? With 25.9. Yeah, that, that's how all of them. They only yeah. make a 9. Right. But that actually makes sense to me, except for racing. Mm, right, right. It's I don't know much, much about it. torque or... There's something about a 44.16. Yeah. That it's got something. Some gear lever. It's or got something. some top end or some bottom end or some yeah. torque. I don't know. I tried to race but when yeah. I first started back into it with 25.9. It just felt so hard to get it going. But anyway. I think bars, sprockets, that, that, that doesn't bother me. Right. The bars got way small and now they're way big. Yeah. Um, and back ends. Wow, rear ends are like, what are they, 12 and change now? They got them down. I think I had a Chase Hawk, um, the Colt Chase Hawk, and that was 
Just under 13, yeah. It was right around there, and I and when I, I had an FBM built, and I just said, make it like a standard bicycle motocross. I asked John Lee to, and he just pulled up specs from that, and now my back end is at like 14 and three quarters, or somewhere around there. I was gonna say, my Blue Falcon Schwinn was 14 and three quarters slammed. Yes. With a 44-16. Yep, that's what I'm doing. So you could go 15 yes. if you had to. Yes. So we, we got 15-inch back ends and a little handlebars. It's a wonder any, everyone's got lower back pain. <laughs> it's not from digging all that time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let me pick up a couple more, and then we're, uh, we're set. So Nuno. Nuno's, Nuno's awesome. It's funny. A lot of these questions are Long Island. Mm -hmm. I have such a connection. Like, yeah. that's, a, well, that's, on, that's like one of my crews. It's on purpose. Yeah. Well, those are the people that I'm connected with, too, from years ago. So well, it's it, like we're all in that. Jen being from Long Island, like, that's kind of, of the whole, like, that's my connection to that group. Like, right. I'm friends with Timmy and teammates with Timmy. Right. I meet his sister. Right. We start hanging out. Right. Now, since we hang out so much, I hang out with the Long Island crew. Which means and then the Pete Long Island and crew Brian is, and yeah. both Keats, Tara, yeah. too. And John Lee. It's just like that whole Shoreham crew. Yeah, like Superfly. That, that was legit. Danny Bailey, a all those. A, that's a legit crew, so that's a good deal. Yeah, that, and these guys have been, they've just, they've been great. I've uh, spent quite a bit of time down there. They're just such solid guys, every one of them. Yeah. But um, anyway, Nuno, do you have any funny or interesting sheep hills stories that stick uh, out from your time uh, in SoCal. Uh, if you could pick one. Dude, the, uh, this is, I know I've told this story in the magazine. Yeah. But it fine. is just so amazing to me. Yeah. Um, I'm down there by myself. Uh-huh. I got a new dog. Okay. Lizzie. Little crazy little boxer. Yeah. And so I go there, I go down there by myself. I'm working on a jump by myself. Yeah. She's off a leash. Uh huh. She's like brindle in color and kind of looks a little pit bullish. Mm hmm. And she's kind of sketched on people. Yeah. So anyway, Sheep Hills had this huge uh, paint huffing community. Oh, God. Like these guys that would live in the bushes and they would huff paint all day. Oh. So they're like pretty out there. Yeah. And so this, this paint huffer dude comes down. And I'm digging on a jump, and my dog starts barking at him, mm -hmm. and he's terrified of the dog. Mm -hmm. So this thing is escalating quickly. Yeah. Where he now picks up a shovel, and he so I have a shovel in my hand. He has a shovel in his hand. My dog's barking at him, and he's like flinching at my dog that he's gonna hit my dog, and I'm by myself. He's by God. himself. We're both armed with shovels. He's probably high on paint fumes. Oh, and, we're, and we're yelling at one another. We're yelling. He's like trying to get the dog. And for anyone that has met Lizzie, like she hasn't been around for a couple of years, but uh, she was crazy. She would really hyperactive dog. Yeah. So she's not listening to a word I'm saying. Yeah. And she's bouncing off the walls, barking at this guy. I'm yelling at this guy. I'm like, listen, dude, if you hit my dog with a shovel, I'm burying you out here. <laughs> oh my God. And so it was just one of those moments where you're, you're by yourself. You don't know what to do. Right. 
it's like a movie where everyone's pointing a gun at one another. Right. And so, it, I forgot how it de-escalated. Yeah. But it calmed down, and he went on his way. Thank God. But yeah, it sounds he, scary. That guy probably had a name. Yeah. We we had names for all the locals. They were just guys. Cry on. They were just guys who <laughs> who huffed paint on the side. Right. Oh my God. Um. All right. Jason Longren. Yeah. Oh, he. You knew he would. He would answer the call. I got a great picture of me and him. Oh yeah. Thirteen expert. Marietta, Ohio. You two. We raced for like two months of the year. Every I was going to say, nah, because he was racing. Who was he racing at Egg Harbor? I've got video of him and someone racing at Egg Harbor. Uh, we only crossed paths for like two months a year. And and it was in like that early summer? 13, 14. Yeah, it was in May, May and June. Okay. Yeah, so that wouldn't have been Egg Harbor because that was earlier. But anyway. Jay's uh, Jay's a, a good guy. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, here's a good one. Is there a BMX? Is there a BMXer you've never met that you would like to have a conversation with? I don't think so. No. I'm like, I'm just trying to go back. Like, yeah. who are the people that you would? It's like, well, well Gary Ellis. And sure. It's like, ended up becoming like friends with him. Yeah. Like hanging out. Yeah. outside the races like chilling out together right um matt hoffman same thing yeah like like right. like most most of the heroes became it's like acquaintances or even like like i remember growing up looking up to eric carter because he mm -hmm. was like a badass racer mm -hmm. and then we end up i would ride his house a lot with him sure like would have conversations with his parents in the backyard just Right. Just hanging out. Yeah. Like his dad was super, like his mom was super cool. They were both it's like cool people. Right. So that's a good thing. No, I'm trying to think. Like it it would have to be someone that had passed, which right. Which would be a bummer. Yeah. No, that's a good thing. Here I'll throw you I'll throw you another one. Uh do 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 do. Who did you battle with the most? I think we kind of answered that. Would you say it was purse? Um Racing, of course. It would probably like battled with back and forth. Yeah. Purse. Oddly enough, Jimmy Garcia. Really. The dudes that I battled with. Yeah. And I'm you putting battles in quotes. Right. right. Were the guys that could give it back to you. Yeah. Like Jimmy Garcia. Randy Sumpfhauser, mm -hmm. like a, a lot of a lot of race guys, you would pass, and then move on. Right. But the guys that you battled with, you would pass, and they would pass you back, right. and you'd go, "What?" <laughs> and then you you try to pass them again, and they would like yeah. Eric Carter. Oh. Chess match. Yeah. Like straight up chess match with the yeah. guy. Like in a straightaway, going okay. I'm thinking that he's thinking that I'm thinking that he, he's thinking I'm going to go inside. So what I'm going to do is act like I'm going outside, but I'm actually going to go inside because I think 
that he's thinking I'm going outside. Like, right. <laughs> so those were like, I had a lot of fun racing Eric Carter. Uh-huh. Um, I had a lot of fun. Jimmy Garcia. Yeah. Did it to me once or twice. He's such a good guy. And too. Randy Sumphauser did it to me once or twice. Yeah. Where I laid down a pass on them for the ages. Like, yeah. just, just made a move that was just like for the win. Yeah. And within two seconds, I'd pass them on the left and they'd pop in my view screen on the right, <laughs> passing me back. Like, I would go on the inside and they would high low me back. <laughs> and I'm like, you must, like, <laughs> how? I just passed you. How did you get over there so fast? <laughs> so those were um, me and my brother. Oh, jeez, we had a couple. We had a couple good ones because Alan. You guys were always together at Christmas time. At that track, you guys were always within a place or two of each other. Alan, um, Alan would always be coming from the back. Yeah. Because he had a shitty start. Yeah. He always had a bad start. Right. So, yeah, we cross paths a lot. Our greatest, the greatest battle I've ever had him with when we, I just turned super class. Yeah. And I think he had just reclassified uh-huh. from double A to super class for a year. Oh, okay. Because double A was giving him a hard time. Yeah. And we had a race in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I have a picture of it. Uh-huh. And we were side by side the entire track. Right. And we were in the same moto. So I think we might have did that for three motos. Uh-huh. Where one of us would grab the whole shot, the other one would high-low in the first turn, pull up beside him. Yeah. High-low in the next turn, pull yeah. up beside him. And it would just straight up end up with who, who had the inside in the last turn would win. <laughs> just because we would swap positions... And it was just like an odd number of turns, and whoever could have had done this the, all day. So we, you just high low each other, drag race down the next straight. Right. High low each other, drag race right. down the next straight. Ah, oh, that's great. And we actually have a picture side by side. Oh, you where Alan's on Elf, and I'm on Cyclecraft. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, that's funny. So yeah, of all people. Now Alan was always a good battler. Yeah. Yo, Alan took me out way more times than I ever took him out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think you could do that to a brother because they you're, were you're no, too worried about it. It was always else. direct, con. It was always indirect contact. Oh, okay. Like I would be in second and yeah. he would be in fourth. Yeah. And the guy in third would be sneaking up on my inside. Yeah. And Alan would just blow out the guy in third, and as a consequence, I would go over the berm. His bike would hit you or whatever. God. <laughs> Story time. Oh, um, man. We, I was in third in a semi. I'm in third in a semi. I'm feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. This was the double A days. Mike King pulls up next to me on the inside. And so my gut is kind of like, I know what Mike King's going to do. Right. Mike King's just going to, um, he's going to kind of hold me out wide. Yeah. I'll just keep my line on the outside. Mm-hmm. And me and him will drag race down the last straight for third and fourth, and we'll both qualify. Right. So I'm next to my king, he's on my left, and then I see my brother creep up on my right. Oh no. <laughs> and that completely changes the situation. Oh yeah. Cause now I know what's going on. Now you both have to be my king. 
Wait, was it? Oh, no. Different. I'm screwing up the story. All right. Mike King pulls up yeah. on my left. Yeah. I see him. I know what he's going to do. Right. Then as I'm getting close to the turn, I see my brother creeping on the inside. And I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. I went from like, I'm in third. I know how to stay in fourth. Right. To, okay, watch this. <laughs> like, I know what's about to happen. Alan comes in like a, like a bat out of hell. He rides Mike King high. That's his only move. That's, he's in fifth. Right, that's his only move. He's got to pass someone, me and him. Or so so yeah. he comes in, rides Mike King high. I high low both of them. And now me and my brother are drag racing down the last straight. And Mike King can't get into the picture. Because <laughs> we're taking... We're taking up the track, and we ended up getting third and fourth in the semi. And Mike didn't make it. Mike didn't make it. Oh my and, uh, gosh! We just touched on this, but Eric Carter's dad, yeah, just shot me a look. Yeah, just shot me a look like, <laughs> like that was, that was prime. Yeah, that was prime time like Teamwork. racing strategy. Right, right, right. And so it's like brothers of all things. Too. Yeah, it's like, oh, dude, I know it's, I know what's happening here. Yeah, like. Right. If, if I stay where I'm at, right. I'm going over the bound. Right. Right. So those, that's that's why the new school racing is not fun. Yeah. Doesn't relate to. It's such high speed. There's only. I don't feel like there's a lot of third to first. No. People mixing it up. Strategy. You have to keep your speed. See, there's really kind of a. I'm gonna rail this line. berm. Yeah. I'm gonna rail this berm mm -hmm. to hopefully catch the guy for the next berm. Right. Like, I think it's just, like, everyone's railing the berm and going as fast as they can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to finish off on a good one here. And then we'll uh, wrap could, it up. I could do this all day. Uh, me too, obviously. <laughs> I love conversations like this. Uh, let's see. Well, Keith did want to know. I, hey, I want to know this, too, because I'm into motocross and supercross. Uh, favorite, favorite motocross racer of all time? Keith wanted to Whoa, know. Whoa, that's an awesome question. Favorite motocross racer of all time. Yeah. Ouch. Guy Cooper. Yeah. That's a Why tough. Are you going back? That's a tough, tough question. Are you going back? I'm a, I'm a, if I'm a fan mm -hmm. of any sport, it's motocross. Yeah. I would love, well, not really. Those guys get hurt too much. Oh, I wouldn't want to do it. But no it's like, that just seems like such a cool profession. Yeah. But in from an outsider, it does. Yeah. From an insider, it probably is a shitload of work. Oh. And they, they get hurt. I, well, yeah, yeah. Guy Cooper. I really enjoyed the Jeremy McGrath, uh, Jeff Emig era. Mm -hmm. The Carmichael era, like, I have a huge respect for it. Yeah. But I don't like when guys just win. Dominate. They're just better than everyone. yeah. yeah, yeah. McGrath was better than everyone, but mm -hmm. but it was cool to watch. James yeah. Stewart, I uh, wish that played out differently. Me too. Like he was, like uh, he's awesome. Yeah. Today I, I like, yeah. Today I don't like the guys who are in the lead. Right. I think I'm a more of a Justin Hill, Justin Bogle. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the uh, Jason Anderson? I kind of like. I was so psyched on Brayton this yeah, year. Yeah, the Daytona thing. That was thing. awesome. I like stories like that. Me too. Those are just cool. Me too. Yeah. Like you could see a, a mini series about that later, you know? <laughs> Definitely. 
No doubt. I mean, and then he follows it up the next week. He had the moto win. He's old, too. And then too. the next weekend, he won one. Dude's like, 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 backed it up by actually winning. If he's not 34, he's 32. Like, yeah. He's in his 30s. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, yeah, he's I would, like, yeah. How old's Tad Reed? He has to be Dude, 30. he's pushing 40, I think. Is he, yeah. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. I, we could even do this again in the future, because... I have a lot to say about uh, just the whole retirement process. Yeah. I watch it. I watch other sports, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, now's your time, dude. Get out. We could we could actually get out that for a while. And that, no one gets out. No. Carmichael got out. I can't believe Dang he got it. out. I know. Carmichael just tapped out and walked out a champion. I'm like, how the, how yeah. did you do that? Right. Because right. you know they're like, I just smoked everybody this year. Right. What's going to stop me from smoking everybody next year? Dungey. I think Dun- Dungey couldn't have done nothing. I think he got out because he knew James was going to whip his ass. Yeah. yeah. But James didn't. But didn't they never came through. back. I think. Or, or maybe Tomac would have forced him to leave on the losing yeah. note if Tomac could be consistent enough. Why can't Tomac win? Yeah. All right, I'm going to let you pick between two questions to finish it. See the Superfly's question of most unique track trails park, or, or. Ground text question. Wherever the heck it went, craziest Magoo story. I'm gonna leave you on one of those questions. Shoot. Best park trails. Uh, uh, best park trails track or craziest Magoo story. And then you can thank everyone in your life that brought you to It's like the park trails, all that. For me, it's just Posh and Caddy. (coughs) Right. Just Posh and Caddy is it. Posh Posh is like an older older vibe. (coughs) I went to the old Posh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Been there. But, I mean, that that's kind of what it is for me. I think I'll, there's so many people doing cool things. Yeah. As yeah. far as originality with trails, building, just building cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, Magoo, Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't really have, like, a huge connection, uh-huh. like, an industry connection with Magoo. Right. But I have a huge, like, like personal connection with him. Like, yeah. I think he cracks me up. I think his level of intelligence is awesome. I, I, I just love. It is. I just love that he's able to speak to um, to different different crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't have the story behind it. Yeah. But I have the picture, and there's a picture. From Berlin. Yeah. I'm not in the photo, so I guess I took the picture. Yeah. But it's Dave Asato sitting in a chair. Uh huh. Brian Kaczynski laughing at something. Really? And Magoo with a bottle of whiskey tipped tipped in the air. Uh, upside down. Yeah. And it was it was just a hotel room in Berlin. And it was, it was the funniest night. Now I can, now, now the story's coming. Magoo has built well. 
Yeah, right. So that's the right. goofy helmet that I use. Mm-hmm. So back then, the the Bill helmet was goofy, and no one would use it. Right. And he was like, the bet. The bet was, how much do I need to pay you mm-hmm. to ride this in a contest? Oh, uh, okay. And all of a sudden, so the helmet is in the room. Right. And and everyone's pretty loose at this point. Yeah. And the helmet starts getting passed around. And if you put the helmet on, it, it, it became the helmet of truth. <laughs> and Bart DeJong and Paul DeJong, oh, it was a super, like, international room. Yeah, yeah. But the photo, all, the only people in the photo were Asado, Brian Kaczynski, and Magoo. Right. And I know I was there, and I know Mulligan was there. Yeah. And Bart and his brother were there. And I... There must have been more people there because it was a crowded room. Yeah. So the helmet would get passed around. You would put on this this glitter helmet and and tell a crazy story. Oh man. Of something that happened. Right. And I think I remember my story, but I think it stays in the room. Yeah. <laughs> we could do that. But it's good. Um so let's wrap it up so it'll make you late. I feel bad. I know you're, I know yeah. you're ready no. to, to Jen, hit it. but Jen's taking a nap. Okay. And we're going to eat lunch. All right. Cool. Um, so, yeah. yeah, just whoever you want to thank, you know, whatever whatever you want to say to, to finish it up. I mean, I appreciate what you've done today for, you know, for the people that listen to this. And there's a this lot of is, people no. that listen. It's, it's great. I, I love this shit. Like, I love, um, it's kind of a reminder of, like, like pastimes mm-hmm. so it I hate reminiscing mm-hmm. I hate being at the bar and people are telling old stories yeah. but I don't mind maybe a smaller group mm-hmm. and people that have like yeah so some of it I, I was like I hate reminiscing right but it's good to be like reminded of it so sure and I'm also trying to um, plan for the Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. So that I, And I only got 10 minutes. <laughs> well, we cooked four hours so, or so, so I think you're good. So we got we to gotta condense it. Yeah, but, you um, got, yeah, you got some material to work with. It's like, I, it, it's just too, too many people to thank. Yeah, I mean... Um, the John Pauls, the Magoos, the Molers, yeah. the Robbies, right. Kim Boyle... Even the Steve Swopes and the Hoffmans. Sure. Just, um, like, all the people that let me. The Martinos, mm-hmm. Clay Goldsmith. Right. All the people that, like... I had so many people take me in, just no questions asked. Right. Um, and <laughs> Jen always gets thanked at the end of these things. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know it. She's... she's headlining the Hall of Fame speech. Really? Just because, like, BMX BMX and couples don't really, um, don't really mesh. So, so it's... I can't comment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of us have stories, though. <laughs> I got to the point where it's like, I'm not going to any weddings anymore. Right, right. Because they don't last. Right. <laughs> so, so, Jen's been there for the whole, the whole time. Yeah, and she never, she never gets any like, I don't know if it's recognition or what, 
like she's not in the documentary at all right and that's still like a like like a point of like topic where it's like it's kind of stung a little bit mm-hmm. for her or for you for her yeah. and for, and well for me i didn't really i guess it's a downfall of being who i am mm-hmm. i'm just like kind of hands off thinking bmx thinking. and it's like bmx is putting this story together for me right and from their point of view, it's like BMX doesn't include women. Yeah. Because you don't even know if they're going to be around in two years. Right, right. So for Jen, I don't know, it's a different story, but she, I think she wanted to at least be a part of it. And that was kind of a yeah, kind of a bummer she wasn't. So yeah. she's still... And it's like all that's happening at the same time mm-hmm. that... I'm like still traveling and not making any money right. and she's trying to convince me to like go to school or like do something different yeah. and so for her I kind of made BMX into a thing that wasn't like a positive a positive force like for me BMX is a positive force it gives me these friends it gives me this recognition sure. it gives me an outlet to not be insane right. like BMX does all this for me mm-hmm. from her point of view it's like BMX is injuries BMX BMX is like worry BMX is travel yeah a lot of time. the person you want to hang out with is not around right so and now BMX is not getting recognized. <laughs> right. So there was a lot of it where it was like I'm still I'm still going to be behind in the amount of thanks that she deserves. Right. And um and I don't think there's ever going to be a way to do it. But um, I think these are the things I'm hoping these get included into like the Hall of Fame speech. Mm-hmm. But she has taken both roles of like maybe you shouldn't do that when it was in my best interest. Right. And she was also in the one of the X Games. My thumb was dislocating yeah. dur- during my runs. Yeah. So I would do half a run, pop it back in place, and do the other half a run. And it was so painful. Yeah. And it just hurt so much. Yeah. And the doctor was like, we're going to do surgery after the event. Because of the ligament. There's nothing you can do during the event that's going to make it worse. Right. So if you're able to ride, you can ride. You had to play play Baggett thumb. Yeah, so. Flop it around. I'm talking to her the night before the contest, and it's Uh the X Games. Right. And I got a chance, you know, like, I think I had a big transfer lined up. Like, mm-hmm. I got a chance for, like, a top five. Right. I probably ended up, ah, who even knows what I got. Right. But I'm like, it hurts, you know, it hurts yeah, a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. She's like, you just need to suck it up. <laughs> you just need to suck it up for, like, five minutes. Right. Just suck it up and go do it. Right. Because she's in school. Yeah. She's not really making any money. Right. You're going to make money. I might this. just drop the hammer and make 10 grand. Right. right. I might not do well at all. Right. And still make like two grand. Yeah. Maybe 1500. Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's like she always goes, 
She always ends up in the end of these. Yeah. In the end of interviews. She was during a lot of this, really, with uh, with well, you, she's, with school. You know, talking about you taking basically taking turns. Well, I, I I I straight up wouldn't be in school without her. Yeah. I would be. I think you made that that point very clear. Good lord, I don't know what I'd be doing. Yeah. I'd be do, I'd be hustling some BMX thing. Yeah. And I wouldn't be with her. No. Because she wouldn't. No, she wouldn't. She couldn't hang it. She couldn't. She couldn't do. No. Twenty more years of the. Um, right. Hey, I'm going to. Um, going to Portugal for a week. <laughs> well, for. Road trip. Yeah, just hanging out. <laughs> um, I'm the team manager. Right. And right. the team is yeah. filming for a web video. Right. Right. Yeah. So. That wouldn't work. You know, I mean. Thanks. Yeah. And on top of that, she's been a BMX sister too. Yeah. To Timmy, you know, it's. Who, by the way, he'll probably hate me for saying this, but. Timmy is killing it. Timmy is he killing. He has done this transformation. Good. And it is unbelievable. I love seeing how happy he is just putting the fucking hammer down on that bike. I've ridden a road bike. This was in the California days. Yeah. So this was before. Right. Like, he's probably even crazier now. Yeah. I rode a road bike with him once, and mm-hmm. I will never, I don't think I'll ever do it again. <laughs> it was, like, some of the most unfun. Right. We got to this hill, and about halfway up it, he was just like. Later. I can't, he's like, I can't be bothered with you. And he just drops the hammer. And I don't know how long he was at the top for, but I got to the top and I'm ready to die. Yeah, yeah. And he's just looking at me like. You're pathetic. Like, I'm like, yeah. He's so funny. No, he's, he's really killed it. He's just so, so, I mean, I, I hate to say proud of him because I feel like it's, you know, I'm a dad or something, but just so impressed with what he's done. No, he's straightened himself out a lot. Yeah, and just, just absolutely found a passion, and he's going it. He did that seven-day yeah. race or whatever. Dude, it was insane. That, um, the Strelecki's have that. And that drive. Yeah, but you need to channel it. <laughs> so, this is, right. this is off record, but, uh, like cut this out. Well, we'll see. Maybe it's up to Timmy. All right. Um, Jen has that drive. Mm-hmm. Jen, as a student, mm-hmm. is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like Jen watches me study, and she's yeah. like, "What the <laughs> hell are you doing? You're an idiot!" <laughs> like she is like straight up, like gets all A's. Yeah. And just she works her ass off. Yeah. So let's just call that the Strelecki crazy. Right, right. And so the Strelecki crazy, uh-huh. she hammered out a dissertation in uh-huh. three weeks. It's 240 pages. What? She's insane. So you've got this insane gene, and yeah. you point it towards school. Right. You're going to be successful. Right. I, I don't know if she was top of her class, but... yeah. If not, she was second. Right. So Timmy's got that same crazy. Yeah. It's we'll call it the Strelecki crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when Timmy was younger, he put that towards racing. Mm-hmm. And he dominated. Oh, he was awesome. Like when he was younger, he dominated. Yeah. And he would wake up at four in the morning and do sprints up hills, and he was ridiculous. Yeah. 
And years later, and this is the part that he might not want to be a part of it, mm-hmm. but he he started drinking beer. Mm-hmm. And that became... Same deal, same focus. He pointed, in, like Jen pointed that focus towards mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Timmy is now pointing that focus towards like road bike riding and right. and whatever, that, that cross. Cycle cross. Yeah. Right. And he's killing it. Right. The dude, when he pointed that focus towards drinking beers. Yeah. He was drinking beers. Yeah. So maybe that's like the moral to the story. Mm-hmm. Like you might have some like, uh, you might have a drive. Mm-hmm try to get the drive pointed yeah in a in a right like a positive direction and he did he should be so proud of it to me what you're telling what you're telling me is something he should be hugely proud of and maybe he doesn't want the recognition for it but as a person i have huge respect for him Dude. huge to be able to turn that around because he could have he was fully funk i mean yeah, I mean, I guess this is... He's not going to want to... But he was fully functional. He got, he he yeah. went to work every day. No, 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 it's not... Yeah. It's just like... Yeah, so... Yeah. It's... I don't know. Huge, huge props to him. He's... It's definitely a... Definitely a gene. For sure. Yeah. But, yeah. uh... Anyway, thanks for doing it. Oh, I appreciate you. it. This is great. We're going to have to do a, uh manufactured picture I may chase someone down yeah I know these um, kids what's that I know these kids do you really yeah yeah, yeah. all right cool I don't know any of their names but, but you never don't you never we, need a last name we ride you, by the you probably need the uh, Instagram